You've got a passion for the outdoors, a desire to feel the warm sun on your face, the sound of your fly line whipping through the air, the pop of the water as the fish inhales the fly you just found in the floorboard of your truck. You need to feel the cool waters on your feet, the crisp north breeze of a November morning, the sound of a turkey gobble, the December rut, the chills of an elk bugle in September. It's the longing passion to chase your obsession. This is what we share. This is what we preach. Welcome to Honey Hole Hangout. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hangout. We I'm have not m- muted. Zach did, <laughs> Zach Zach did, did not mute himself. Because <laughs> we had to remind him ten times before we hit Honestly, I, I thought about pushing the I can understand the stress now after running the board two weeks ago. Like, yeah, how you it's have like, this much power, you're like, yeah, you're like, you guys don't have to hear me drink my ice. Yeah, did I hit know? the button yeah. right? Did I do that? Yeah, no. I could totally, I could right. totally see how you could accidentally mute yourself. Multiple times because it's so easy. To it do. was just weird that like after like a hundred episodes, I did it like four times in a row. Well, that was today's episode that came out, so you could hear me literally look at Landon and go, "I don't know what to, what button to hit on the exit." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the exit button's not you not know, labeled. You exactly. know what we need is we need our own individual cough buttons in front of us, like they have on TV broadcasts. Mm-hmm. So you could push as long as you have the button held down, it's muted. But when you take your finger off of the button your sound is back. So it's not like something that you could set and forget. So if like, oh, we had to take a drink, boom, mute, and then come Unless back Unless you just to forget it. that your finger's on the button. That, I don't think that It happens. makes it for good podcasting. I, I, I like when we, we just, we we're, we're just figuring out how this thing's rolling and just yeah. going along with the fun. Hey, who's here? So today we have me. <laughs> I'm Landon. We have Zach to my left. Yeah. We have Gabe to my right. What's going on? And we have Chris Kovaleski. Yo. Nice. Did I nail it? Yes. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> yes. That's, that's a rare thing. Okay. Okay. Whew. I was getting nervous. My heart was puttering. Well, we can't see what's on his computer screen on the hyphenetical, like, you yeah. know, call. I, ch- like. I had to change a W to a V, so I went yeah, actually has a headphone that's telling him Kovalevsky, yeah. Kovalevsky, Kovalevsky. Our producer's in the back <laughs> the, whispering yeah, in my ear. In <laughs> oh, man. So uh, we're going to talk to Chris today about Time Flies. We're going to talk to him about BMX, music, some other fun stuff. So this is going to be a good show. Yeah, man. But first, we have some other things to discuss. Oh. First and foremost, Wild Rivers Coffee Company. They're giving all of our listeners a discount if you use the code HONEYHOLE. They make great coffee. They support conservation. Go to wildriverscoffeeco.com. Place an order. Yeah. The bear one things. is good. Yeah. Yeah. Start buying your Christmas gifts now. Yeah. Actually. Right? Not, I mean, you don't want to buy coffee this early, but they have other things on the website, too. They have, like, cups and mugs. Well, and we got, what, what's, I mean, when's, when's October? In, like, nine weeks. Okay. So it's going to be at least under 80, maybe, then, by then. We'll be I don't know how long our low codes 90s. They just said, tell them to use this code. Okay. We'll get it now. Put it in a vacuum sealer. There's your Christmas gift. I guess that might work. There yeah. This is not great. <laughs> Don't put your coffee in your freezer. That was an, that's like an old wives' tale. Is it? Doesn't work. No. Good to know. Yeah. Technically, you're supposed to grind your coffee right before you use it, anyways. But I'm still waiting for us to do our coffee trial run, where you say that the way that you make it is better than 
the traditional way of making it. I don't it. think you're ready to have your mind blown. <laughs> I, no, I, I asked you to bring it today. I'm scared I about doing know. it on a Tuesday night. I think doing it like <laughs> a Sunday morning is probably the best thing to do. <laughs> I know. He's always like, hey, we're going to have a late one tonight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Getting the shakes right before you start school, too. Exactly. Like, yeah, like uh, I wake uh, up like 6 a.m. Yeah, yeah, no place. thanks. <laughs> so, Zach... You yeah. brought the drink tonight, and it's the summer of mixing. Summer of mixing. But we're keeping it a little classic, keeping it a little simple tonight. Um, there is this company called All Hands Craft Cocktails. If you went to Trout Fest, you probably tried some of their drinks. You did. I remember trying them at Trout Fest. I did, too. But because it's the summer of mixing, and I didn't have much time to actually plan a mixed drink, we're doing the All Hands Craft Cocktails. So we've had all three, the sample pack. We've had the Ruby Red Grapefruit. We have had the raspberry lemonade, and right now we are finishing off with the cherry limeade. So let's just, instead of like going through each one, which one is your guys' favorite? Probably this one. The first one was good. Was it the grapefruit? Yeah, it was real tart. The grapefruit was good. This is good. The middle one, which was the raspberry. That one was my favorite. Yeah, that had a lot of, uh, you know, we're talking gummy bear flavor. So I think they'd all all be good. I think they're all good. I like the cherry limeade is definitely my fave. Yeah. And then the grapefruit, and then the raspberry. raspberry. I think yeah. I could do the grapefruit more than I think that's the. That's I think we have some more cans, so good thing we all like something different. So <laughs> yeah, split them all around. Yeah, yeah. And then whoever couldn't decide will mix all three. Ooh, yeah. I mean it's not gonna be bad. The suicide man. Yeah, that'll be. We'll throw a little beer. That'll in be there the last, too. That'll <laughs> be the last round for everybody. Yeah, we'll just do a suicide. So suicide. <laughs> Take it back to middle school. <laughs> we'll throw a little bit of you got some what is that? Squirt. Mellow yellow squirt. Man, that'll go hard. Yeah. Yeah. Squirt. We got some Modelo. We'll throw some Modelo in there too. <laughs> everything that's on the table. Checks yeah. mix. Put it in there. <laughs> this is real. It's summer mixing. <laughs> we didn't say it was gonna be good. We just said we were gonna do it. We're just gonna mix it. <laughs> so uh Gabe and I went fishing this weekend. With Rodney. Shout out to Rodney. Yeah, it was He fun. brought his son. It was a Rodney good Burns? Rodney Burns. He's the man. He is the man. Yeah, we and his a, son. Good time. Cool dude. Uh, his son's probably not listening, but Rodney, con- great job on raising such a fine, young yeah. man. Yeah. His really kid good. is really? awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It was so, a, Rodney, shout out. It was a good morning. It, you know, not not meeting Rodney. It was my first time meeting Rodney. Um but still, I mean, it was. I think if we just sat there and just enjoyed the morning, it would have been cool too. But it was just a good morning. It was, you know, the fishing was rough because of the water, but fishing was very. We rough. saw a lot of cool stuff, though. We saw the a bats. Lot of, saw the bats um, rolling down in the morning. We we walked underneath this bridge and Landon, you put up a a, a video of it. Yeah, there's a roll um, up. It was cool. Like we're walking down, and you're hearing this bass, and obviously you're smelling it. You're smelling the. The smelling, but they were. It was early enough where they were flying in the morning, and of course, I didn't have any white socks with me, Zach. No. So, but they were like literally like rolling a foot by your face, just like flying. Oh, I almost through. got hit in the face by a bat. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. and I, I don't know yeah. what color sock you have to throw. I just know it's a sock. Oh, well, the, see, I thought it was a white one. Now, now I could have just taken a sock off and just thrown it, and we could see. It's got to be a tube sock. <laughs> no. So what they were trying to do, though, they the bridge had these cracks. In like basically the ceiling, if you're standing under yeah. it, and they were like trying to fly up and like grab on, but probably like one out of four would be successful. What? Like that many? Yeah. That many. But they they I mean, would like circle, circle, yeah. circle, go up, and then they grab, and then they'd like fall, and then like regain their composure. Circle, circle, circle. Would they fall all the way to the ground? No, no, no. no. They catch themselves. But yeah. it's just like by the time we we think we spent at least an hour in that first spot, 
an hour and a half. By the time we walked back, I mean, all of them were already pretty much in those yeah. crevices. But it was crazy to see how unsuccessful they were. Mm. It was we cool got, to watch. We had nothing else better to do. Yeah. So. But yeah, it was it was it was a really cool thing. It was really neat to see. Um, we saw some fish. We saw some cool stuff. Saw a lot of bones. Saw a lot of um, uh, what do you call those? Gar. Um, what else did we see? I mean, I don't know. It was it was, it was just a slow cool fishing. Day. It was a slow fishing. We were day. kind of surprised, like Very. how good some of these spots were, and how we would not pull a fish out of them. Really? Yeah. Like some really good holes where we're like, how many fish do you guys think you caught between all of you? 12, maybe? 14? Oh, I don't even think that. I don't really? think that many. No. Really? So Let's it was seven then. I it would say tough. six. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Between the three of us. It was, oh, so it's under the fish. Do what? His son didn't. No, he's out there taking photos. But oh, nothing nice. nothing that was like, like n- nothing over seven or eight inches. Rodney did catch a warm mouth, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Warm mouth are always awesome. Yeah. But past that, yeah, it was just, I mean, we saw some, saw a couple of cats, but that's the thing. Like the water was fairly clear in a lot of spots and, and it wasn't that deep where you knew it should have been three feet deep, four feet deep easily. And this would have been like, man, this would have been a good spot if we had another foot of water. Yeah. Um, but it was just, um, you know, got into one spot where it was, uh, you could tell it was a, uh, what do you call that? Like a, a spring. Mm-hmm. There was one spot. Um, yeah, there was, there was a one spring. Sp- it was hitting, hitting in there, nice and cool water, super oh, clear, nice. uh, but not connected to anything. You know, mm-hmm. it was just like its own little, little pool, pool and, you know, where you should be able to see something. Um, there wasn't anything. And then the second spot we went to. We walked down and we're like, oh, this is going to be awesome. We got this deep spot. Like weeds everywhere. So, you're like, yeah, oh, prime bass habitat. You know, there was a carp and we're walking down. Uh, and I, I had a couple of casts on them. And you blew it. I, yeah, blew it. And then, um, but that was it. Like, once we went probably about another 100 yards down river again, it, it just looked dried up. Great. And then just nothing. Nothing. Really? Yeah. You know, f- very seldom flow. I mean, it just. The nice up. thing was, though, that that day was cooler. It was, it, it was a cool been. day. It yeah. was it was a beautiful day. High of like nine. It was actually a little like windy too. And where do we go after? Funny story about that. So we, I, I missed the turn to go to um, uh, Chicken Express. So we're like, okay, we'll just we'll keep going down. So we stopped in New Braunfels or stopped in, stopped in Bernie, Bernie and went to Mary's Tacos. And that place is delicious. Had you never been there before? Okay, so check this out. I had never been there before at all. Like, I've driven past it, and, you know, I had buddies that lived in Bernie. I just never – usually if I'm driving up to meet them, I would have gotten breakfast in San Antonio on my way up to Bernie. Mary's Tacos is the best breakfast taco – so we're, I would say around. No, yes, exactly. I will not argue with you on that. And not only the breakfast tacos, they had a um, a pork in green salsa that was just Ooh, amazing. Yeah. Uh, Picadillo, yeah. Also, I yeah. mean, Landon and I had like eight tacos. It was just ridiculous. Uh, I actually, so ordered have you two. been there before? Oh yeah, multiple times. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, like, it's like it's the yeah. move. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, I had to go back up and order, and they were about to close because I was oh, like, I yeah. need some more. So, have you been there before? Uh, I have no idea what you're there's about. there's in there's one in Kerrville, one in Holotus now, and I think one in Fredericksburg. Is, oh yeah, there's one in Fredericksburg yeah, and yeah. The, there's one in Bernie, and they are they're only open for breakfast and lunch, and it is probably the best breakfast taco for sure. So I I go and hang out with my parents that evening, and they're like, hey, um, and it's funny because Landon said, hey, there's one by your house, there's one over there by Halotas. I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, that's great, and I meet up with my parents. They're like, oh man, we went to a breakfast place this morning. It was delicious. And I'm like, what was it? It's like, oh yeah, Mary's Tacos. You ever heard of it? I was like, I just <laughs> ate there today too for the first time. <laughs> So yeah, it oh, was, no way. yeah, they went there <laughs> yeah. the same d- the, that morning. Um, yeah, solid dude, and I can see how it's easy to miss because someone was telling me like 
that they they know of the one in Bernie, but it's just you can drive by it. You know, you can drive by it, and also too, the line is out the door most days. Yeah, like if you're there an hour after they open, and it's out the door. I believe it, and and those are perfect places where it's just like you roll up. You know, they got everything kind of like pre-made. Everything's like right there in front of you, at least at at this location. I don't know about the other ones, but kind of that cafeteria style. You know, you tell them what you want, and they're dude the way they're throwing it on. Yeah, yeah. it's great. I I will say it was very good. I if you haven't tried. Laredo Taco Company's breakfast. That's a sleeper, man. You are sleeping Which on a Laredo Taco Company Ooh, in the okay. stripes. You are missing out. With the green logo? With the green logo, the little star on it. Yeah, I'm yeah. telling you, you, their breakfast tacos are good. There's usually an abuela in the back that's that's hand-rolling the tortillas. And the, in their lunch, they have this uh, carnitas bravitas, which is like, it's like fried carnitas, but like with like a spicy kind of breading to it. Oh, oh my god, it's delicious, good. dude! It's so good. And it, I, I was like, I, I'm never eating a, a taco from a from a you know from a gas station. <laughs> and I had a buddy from Waco was like, dude, you're, you're missing out. Like you need to go. And better yet, you need to try the menudo there. And I'm like, okay, why? Well, I, I won't do that, but I'll try the tacos. <laughs> and yeah, dude, <laughs> gas station. So now when far. we go down to like Rockport or something, like we got. I was go gonna run. say Rockport is the only place yeah. I've ever had Laredo tacos, and they, I mean, they're there's one good. off of uh, Eckerd and Bandera. Yeah, there's a couple. Of them yeah, there. and that one, that one. Oh my goodness, the one in Seguin though, I will say, like their setup is bigger. I used to hit that one all the yeah, time. Yeah, that one, that one's Free legit. Cheese only though, but it's weird. But like you see the other ones, and yeah. then you go into that one, and it's like it's bigger than the ones I've. All been the other before. ones I've seen are like kind of small. Than this. Yeah, kind of small, but this one's like a legit place. So I don't know, Laredo Taco Company, top four taco. So Zach, yeah, how was your? Fishing I went weekend. fishing on Saturday, and he <laughs> went and saw baseball too. Like you had a yeah, you had a plus very weekend. eventful weekend. I killed it, man. Yeah, <laughs> you did good. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so Sunday was my wife's birthday, Kendall, and um, to it, we had not fishing that much this uh, this summer. We went one other time in early July, but with school coming back, we were both like, "Hey, let's just go fish," you know, for your birthday. And I have a good spot, and so. We went out there. We didn't get there super early, maybe around 8. And, dude, same thing, man. We just killed it. We just, like, hammered it for, like, four hours. We caught probably 30 fish between the two of us. A um, couple of good-sized guads. I caught a skinny but, like, a long guad. Probably, you know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, not, not a monster. but Bigger, bigger than what we caught. Yeah, so. probably 12-inch 12 yeah. 12 inch fish. Um Better than no guad. Better than yeah. no guad. Yeah, I mean, I probably caught four or five bass like that. Uh, Kendall probably caught three or four. She caught a catfish, too. And then we probably caught a dozen panfish each. Yeah, dude. And like you said, too, the weather was just like. It was a nice morning. Man, it was like high of like 90 in the hill country. And it was just like, oh, dude. Perfect. It was weird. I totally forgot about it until we got back into town. And it was like, this was 100. It was under 100 today. Saturday. Crazy. Yeah. The high yeah. even in San Antonio was 96. So I knew out there was, would be nice. Um, but, yes, we did that. Then uh, Saturday, Tatis, Fernando Tatis Jr., got relocated to the Missions because he plays for the Padres, and we are the affiliate. And um, We haven't. Yep, so he played his first game in probably 10 months uh, Saturday. And so being a big Was baseball fan. Yeah, he, he during <laughs> the lockout, he broke his hand riding his motorcycle. And he's the guy who, when the reporters were like, hey, so, like, when did you break your hand? Or what? When did you crash your bike over the lockout? And he was like, which time? You know? 
<laughs> and so uh, um, we saw him play Saturday. How did he, he do? He was just a DH Saturday, so just a designated hitter. Um, didn't didn't register a hit. Uh, put the ball in play a couple times. Oh yeah. no, no, they walked in the first two, and then uh, he put the ball in play a couple times. Then he played like a, intentional walks. Uh, yes, like pretty much. I mean, you know. And then the fans started booing, so then he threw it. The pitcher threw it like pretty close to his head. I was like, oh man. But then they walked him. Um, nice. And then we went on Sunday, which was Kendall's actual birthday, to see him play again because we were going to go see the movie Vengeance. And um, I was like, hey, he's probably not going to be here the next time missions are in town. Let's go see Tati's play if you want to do that for your birthday. And she was very cool and like, yeah, let's go do that. So he was actually playing shortstop and uh, he made an error in the first inning. Oof. But he he was hitting the ball well, but he never registered a hit. If that makes sense, he kept like getting like flyouts, um, and uh, he was out after the fifth inning, and they replaced him. So, but still, I mean, he's a top tier player. Like even in MLB standards, yeah. he's like and right now he's fantastic. just he's just getting reps in. It's yeah, not a huge deal. Exactly. Like I didn't expect him to go out there and just kill it, but it was fun to see him because like being in San Antonio, we don't get the best players to come through every now and then. You know, mm. and to have somebody of his caliber play here was, it was just was great. it a pretty full stadium because he was Saturday playing? sold out, uh, mm. and we had pretty good seats behind home plate or not behind home plate behind the home dugout, and then um, yesterday or sorry on Sunday, it was not sold out, but it was probably like eighty percent full. Okay, know? that's pretty good. Yeah. So how how much longer till he gets moved up? Uh, when uh, the manager for the Padres was talking, he said maybe mid to late August, and so he'll probably come back for their, like their big September push. And plus, they just they got Juan Soto, dude. A bird just flew into your window and flew away. That's what that, that was. That was loud. Well, they're That's not. What that was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's they're not real anyway, and so yeah, yeah, they're spying they're on us. Spying man. on us. Dude, what are we talking about on our podcast? Robot shorting out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, no, yeah, but it was pretty, good. yeah, it was cool to it see. It was fun. Yeah, yeah it's a, that way they can push for playoffs. Yeah. The the one story over there that I talked to those guys that I heard was that when at one time when they first opened up, they had uh they had the Astros come out and play as like an exhibition and Jeff Bagwell tattooed one over the left field wall across the street into the those houses. Really? Like, one of the guys, Bill, that works there, he's, he's been there since day one. He's like, yeah, it just never came down. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, man. I mean, that's that's a long shot. But then again, it's Some not, say you it's know. still orbiting the it's earth still, to this day. <laughs> still I can see it, though. I can see yeah, how, it's, it's, how a yeah. major league player could hit something into those homes behind the, behind the stadium. Right, because you would look at that being, like, the top. You would think that at that trajectory would be like, okay, the like 480, 490? Yeah, yeah. The, because the field alone is like 380 on that left side, I think. Yeah. And so, yeah, I could definitely see a player hitting it. Dude just ripped it Yeah, because well, like Aaron Judge hits him like oh, low 500s yeah. every now and then. So, yeah, Bagwell in his prime tattooing yeah. one. Yeah. Nice. That sounds fun. So, McKenna, my wife, got banned from TikTok. You didn't like her dances? Or did no, China didn't like her. China didn't like her, I guess. <laughs> So speaking of, you're doing training with facial recognition stuff. No, it's just reading my eyeballs. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what they tell you. <laughs> That's what they tell you. Now they can get into any facility yeah. that has Dang, your retina scan. Scanning my eye, was my iPhone. <laughs> I can read my Twitter account. Getting paid extra to do it, and it's going to lose your vision here yeah. in a year, dude. 
That 3D stuff met, like, honestly, like, yesterday I had a headache. We didn't spend as much time with yeah. it today. Yeah, dude, I had a headache going home. I was like, man, I didn't spend too much time looking at 3D. So she got Art booted arcs. for what? So my wife wrote a book. She's currently in the editing process right now. Mm-hmm. And so she wanted to start a TikTok to start kind of promoting herself and her writing. So that way, hopefully one day, maybe it'll get published. Yeah. Or if she self-publishes, then she has kind of a following that might buy her book. And so she's just doing, like, goofy little videos of, like, uh, things that distract me from writing. Like, typical TikTok stuff, but from, yeah. like, a white writer's perspective. Well, that blew up. Okay. She did, like, thousands upon thousands. Thousands right? upon thousands. Like, she did, like, over the weekend, like, six posts. Thousands and thousands. For someone who has never had a TikTok account, just made six videos, I watched them. They are all great. I mean, it's not, like, writing isn't my thing, but, like, I'm like, oh, people will watch this 100%. Thousands and thousands of views, likes, whatever. And uh, we woke up on Monday morning and permanent ban from TikTok. And we're like... It just doesn't make any sense. It's not even... She's not even dancing. Like, I read through the community guidelines and because they said, uh, you have been permanently banned for breaking multiple community guidelines. Did they explain what those guidelines were? No, no, they never said what the guidelines were and what she did. No fine print to be able to go in and show your case. So the thing is, because she was permanently banned, it wasn't like a strike against her account because she was like instantly permanently banned. What? She cannot message TikTok through her account. So I messaged them through my account. Okay. I haven't got a response yet. They're going to ban you. They're going to ban Honey Hole because that's the account that I Well, good. Oh, man. Oh, dang. Ooh. I'll tell you what. Her stuff got way more views than we've ever seen. So. Dude, yeah, fishing is super niche. <laughs> like half the planet reads. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's kind of interesting. She's been super bummed about it. I feel for her because, like, man, I put all these this hard work into these videos. Yeah, especially if they were blowing up like yeah, that. Yeah, like, she's oh, like, man, her fans need her. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, and people, like, I follow some people that have been banned on TikTok before. They just changed their name and, like, there's a two behind it. So, it's, like, their second account. Yeah, like right? Howler Butts. Yeah. <laughs> Howler Butts 2 or whatever. I don't know. So, uh, I don't know. She's, we're going to give it a couple more days to see if, uh, if TikTok will respond to me. And if not, she's going to make account number two. What I think happened is that she's a new user. Brand new account. She wouldn't follow a bunch of people because she created an account. Then she did a couple posts and they exploded. So I think that that flagged that she was a bot. That's honestly that's what I think. She probably got followed quickly by several bots. It sends off the algorithm and like yeah. little check thing, and then they're like, "Oh, she must." Because be a I bot. was reading, and it's like, "Oh, you can't follow too many people when you first start an account because then that flags you as a bot." I guess people that create those accounts, they're going out trying to follow people to get follows back. And uh, I don't know if she did like too many of those or that in combination with the fact that her post kind of blew up. Um, I have no idea. So clearly it's not a person checking them. No, no, no. It's an algorithm thing, 100%. That's crazy. Because if it was a person, we would have an explanation, I would think. Or if it was a person, she wouldn't have been banned in the first place. And all of her content's original. It's all her in the videos. So, yeah, just she didn't like start a new one, grab anyone's content. So we're gonna give it, it a couple in. days. Just tell her don't like anybody, and then go from there. One, you're allowed to like five people a day. A day. <laughs> that is it. That's it. And I also told her one post a day until you get going. 
Because he did like six posts. Quickly. Quickly. That might have been it too. Yeah. That seems pretty bot-like. Yeah. 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 Because her thing is like, I only want to do this on the weekend. She's like, I'm going to create all my content and then post it. And that's it. I'm going to focus on like my editing and stuff during the week. So that was like her idea. I was like, well, maybe we should do like make them all on the weekend and then draft them and then just like log into the app and just hit post. Yeah. Well, you know, this is probably this something. is probably a good time to then thank all of the um, probably about 250 uh, folks from India and Bangladesh and all that fun who follow me <laughs> and my Bourbon's um, Bass page. Like, thank th- thank you guys for oh, the yeah. following on Instagram. On Instagram, yeah, yeah. lots of lots of uh, folks over there on that side of the world that really they like really fly fishing. like fly tying and who bourbon. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? It always comes in batches, right? Yeah, like yesterday I had three. Or just like, why? They have no followers. Oh, my favorite is like, we post something that's like, promoted on DJI Records. I'm like, we're not even a record. Like, yeah. Yeah. Promoted on Fishing Life. Fishing World. What do you mean promote it? Like, you're just leaving a comment. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, how, how do you promote it? What? Yeah. How about you use my picture and you can post it on yours and... Yeah, it was, I don't know, it was weird. Those are, those are weird. Yeah, like, I just delete them. You know, I don't, I don't know Sandra Kumar's or anybody. I, I think it's I, like if you just use a certain hashtag, people just like follow that hashtag and then go on and just comment. But what would Bots. it be? Articulated streamers? I, I don't. Fly <laughs> fishing? I don't know. Like fishing? Yeah, fishing. fishing. Probably fishing. Fishing. I, I imagine yeah. that one gets a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm surprised by the the number of you know very beautiful women that try to like my page as well. I you know. They want to follow. I don't know why. That's who it was yesterday for me. Who I got like six of them. It was just like clearly fake accounts. It was just like why? Well, because Instagram's not instantly banning people like TikTok is. No, you know, maybe they need to. So, Gabe. Yes. Yes. You have an article for us. I again. do. I do. And so, what is the uh, what's the button we're pushing? Uh, neat things. Neat things of nature. How neat is that? That's pretty neat. All right, so our um, our article today, uh, or a little snippet from from the Instagram page, since we're talking about it anyway, comes to us by Will Long. Uh, What's up, Will? <laughs> hey, Will. So here's Yo, a funny Will, story, Will. On? You and I have always discussed stuff about bourbons and such. I didn't realize that uh, you know Landon and Zach. So uh, there you go. So um, so y'all have been like secretly messaging each other. Yeah, about, for a long time about bourbons. And you didn't realize that yeah. Will has been on the podcast two times at really? least. At least two times. Oh, at least yeah. two times. Never He's friends with my stepdad. There you go. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. He went to Belize with me one year. Yeah. yeah. Well, don't feel bad. I don't even remember what I had for lunch yesterday, so <laughs> it's, it's all good. But Will sent me um, a, a snippet. It was a, I don't know, he might have sent it to all of us, maybe, um, from the West Denver uh, Trout Unlimited chapter. Tim Daniel of Granberry, Colorado, holds his record-breaking brook trout. The previous brook trout record was set in 1947. Uh, now, is that like the any tackle brook trout record, or is you know, it like one of those weird IGFA ones where he caught it on like three pound test? No, it might. You know what? It it didn't go into detail on that. I'm sure we can we can find that um, and get you some more information. Um, but uh, but yeah, basically they're saying here on May 23rd, um, Colorado Parks and Wildlife Aquatic Biologist John Ehrt inspected the fish the day it was caught. It weighed 7.84 pounds, measured. 23 and a quarter inches in length 
and had a girth of 15 and 3-8 inches. Ooh, that's a fat I mean, just looking at this picture, I mean, this thing, this is like what you see on the, you know, on the, the wall, uh, of Bass uh, Pro. wall of Bass Pro. <laughs> yeah, this thing is is a monster. Um, but, yeah, no telling. I mean, this gentleman does look like he fly fishes, but he also looks like he puts corn on a hook, so I, I couldn't tell you. Amen. It's either <laughs> Don't way. Don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure he's uh, Bobcat. Bobcat hat he's got on. So. Well, I thought you said his name was Bob. Cat. No, his name is Tim Daniel. <laughs> Two first names. Uh, but no, this thing's this thing's fat. So thank you very much, Will. Uh, you gave us not only a good laugh today, but thanks for sending over that picture. And by all means, please, if any of y'all listeners, please, if you guys find something cool, send it to us uh, on Instagram. DM the page, and we'll be more than happy to bring it up. I got an article. Conservation. Oh, I framed animals before. I framed a raccoon for opening a Christmas present. And I framed a bear for eating out of the garbage. Okay. Biologists rush to save endangered fish as the Rio Grande dries up. So this is in New Mexico. Okay. There is an endangered... Um, it's like a guppy. Species is a Rio Grande silvery minnow. Yeah, it's always like a guppy or something. Yeah. Um, not to say we shouldn't save it. I don't, not to say we shouldn't save it. I'm just saying it's never like a fly fishing no. fish. It's always like, it's, I guess it's because nobody thinks about those fish until it's too late, and it's they like, get oh, by your fly fishing. Well, just, fish. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the rest. Remember when they're their prey? Remember yeah, when they were? But con- we need them. <laughs> yeah, remember when they were connecting 151 to 1604, and they literally had to stop construction because a biologist went out there and found this like almost microscopic uh, spider. That had some type of small dwelling nest, whatever, no bigger than I don't know, a dime, not less. But uh, but yeah, but they had to stop. Con- yeah, they they stopped concern for months, and then they still built it anyway. So it's like okay, well how? Well, that's why land. You know, let get getting into that. That's why landowners are so hesitant to report anything that they see. Yeah, and why it's so hard to get them on board with conservation. Because they're so worried about like their projects or like their cattle or like their farmland that if you find something that they're going to get shut down for months, so why not report it? So I think there needs to be like, yes, that spider is important, but I think a topic of conversation should be how can we get more people on board right. without like ruining their livelihood. Not to say that the uh, construction project shouldn't have been stopped where they figured it out, but that's uh, like we talked about the ocelots with uh, deep in the heart. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, there's a lot of people that don't want to get on board with that project because I'm sure they're scared of if I get people on my property looking around for cats, what am I going to be able to do? What am I not going to be able to do mm-hmm. is a huge concern. So back to my article, um, they rescued over 500 over the weekend. Um, and this is in near Albuquerque, New Mexico. And the article says that uh, the biologists estimate only 5% of the fish they relocated would survive. So they took fish from, like, small puddles that were almost dry. They relocated them to parts of the river that were actually flowing. And they're estimating that only 5% of the f- of the fish that were relocated will survive. What? Because the water level is already low, and now they're becoming fish food for other stuff? Or what? Or well, because they're not it's, dry, it's dried up. Well, but they're taking them to other spots. They're taking them to other spots of the river. I don't know where they're taking them or how far down they're going or maybe going upstream. Because another thing they talk about in this article is that um, 
the New Mexico would be able to send more water into this stretch of the Rio Grande from a reservoir upstream, but the state was unable to store extra water this year because of a downstream debt it owes to Texas as part of a water-sharing agreement. After three years of extreme drought conditions, all of the nearby reservoirs are also too low to contribute, despite residents of Albuquerque following strict water restriction rules and state agencies paying some local farmers to keep fields fallow. So basically, it all goes back to this whole water thing that the West is having, is that there's state agreements, stuff like this. They have to constantly send water down to meet those agreements, and maybe those aren't the best idea for water conservation, depending on the situation. I know in Montana, we've talked about it before, farmers have to use their allotted amount of water or they lose it. There's no middle ground. And so even if they don't need it They're to water their water. plants because they got a lot of rain or something like that, they have to pull the water from the river or they lose those rights the next year. And so I think that there needs to be some water conservation Topics about what's again realistic and kind of rewriting the playbook a little bit on on what needs to happen. But I mean, like Zach said, is it really a fish that people care about other than the biologists? I mean, we still should do something. And we but are we gonna get are we gonna get like people fired up about right? About I, it? Like every animal has a place and it has an important part of an ecosystem. But it's a whole lot easier to... Listen, he's a science teacher. Go on, Zach. <laughs> it's a Go whole ahead. lot easier to get funds, like you said, get people excited about when you're saving a fish that people actually interact like with. Like Guadalupe bass? Right. People be fired up. Like, and especially when you pull on the heartstrings of life. That's our Texas state fish, you know? Like if you told people, like, the blue bonnets were going to go extinct, like, even though it's a plant, like, people would be like, oh, we got to do something for the blue bonnets, you know? Um But, man, everything is important. Everything has its role. But, like you said, it's just hard to get people to... To want to support, like, the feeder fish, essentially, mm -hmm. you know. Chris, what do you think? <laughs> um, people care about it once they can't catch the fish that eat them. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a good point, too. I mean, like Zach said, know. it's part of the ecosystem. It has downstream effects. Oh, yeah. You know. But when the place is completely drying up anyway, there's nothing to catch in those spots. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. It's a tough one. Yeah. That's not a tough one. I mean, it's good that it exists and it's there. And they're at least a group to look look to continue its its uh you know its its life. So yeah, I I can't say I've seen one. Have you guys <laughs> seen the Guadalupe River thing? Um, the wastewater district. The yeah. Okay, oh, Chris, talk about today, it. Yeah. Hey, Chris, talk about it. Uh, I don't know you much seem about like it. You know about uh, it. I just seen it on the internet, and uh, I don't know what they're thinking. So I guess uh, they're looking at. Um, pumping, pumping 200,000 gallons of wastewater a day into the Guadalupe? 200, yeah, 230 to $240,000 uh, gallon. gallons of wastewater into the Guadalupe. Um, I mean, do you know where the access point they're, they're actually dumping it? I do not know where they're looking at dumping it. And, and where is it going to go There's when you have no There's public comment flow? on the 11th, which is in two days. Guad's got no flow. I wonder what dump. time that public comment's at. 7 p.m. probably. So no one has a chance to say anything. Yeah. I hope it's, well, maybe it's the 7th. It's Spring Branch Wastewater Spring Branch. plants deposit 260,000 gallons of domestic wastewater daily into Guadalupe River. Where? Like um, the meeting will be held at uh, on August 11th at Smithson Valley Middle School Cafeteria, 
for residents to voice concerns. But still, like to to for how the flows are right now, like maybe that's what they're thinking. Maybe it's like, oh, it'll get some flow to the river. No, <laughs> I mean, that's horrible. I'm making a joke. No that's one's in cheek. It. Might, yeah, might as well just dump yeah. in it. <laughs> hey, we're helping. That's gonna be their argument. Yeah, Do you helping. guys see? There's it's not flowing right now. We're helping. This giant wall of <laughs> just flowing down. <laughs> yeah, dude. No thanks, uh, man. I don't understand why people think this is okay. Like, why these businesses and these cities think that it's okay just to pump it into yeah. places that we can use it. Money. I, I mean, it's but, money. But still, like... Money, money, money. It's just like... It's just like, oh, that's the easiest thing. Oh, we can get through a public comment. People are going to be mad for a day. And so we can get... We can make... We can do a public comment, and then we can make our decision regardless. Mm-hmm. Just blows my mind that, like, people who use these waters every single day, you know... Have to deal with this kind of crap, literally. Or live in the area. Right. Live in the area. Yeah. Because I know Brushy Creek's dealing with some of that. Same with thing. With that same yeah. thing. There's just from an, uh, a pipe overflow. Yes. Right? There's a pipe issue. And not there. like, and they're supposed to be dumping clean water into it. That's not the pictures I've seen from Living Waters. No, it's not yeah. at all. It's supposed to be clean water, but it's not because of this overflow. Um, whereas this seems like it's like they can't deal with it. They're just going to pump it right into it. Uh, and it is at 7 p.m. I looked it up. Nice. Yeah. Chris shooting straight facts, man. Yeah, 7 p.m. <laughs> at Smithson Valley Middle School. Well, hopefully we can find some more information here on Tuesday, too. They see what happens, though. I figure, like, they have these things, and they'll do it anyway. Or they'll 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 do it anyway and say, oh, it was accidental, and we'll pay the fine and whatever. It's like Guadalupe River Authority. I wonder who's, like, the deciding factor in it. It's like the Guadalupe River Authority Board. Uh, I wonder what like, they're going to. If it's like a county board, like it's hard to understand how all these things are divided up. Yeah, but the they'll actually be there then on Thursday, right? Yep. But this will be this will come out then two weeks ago. So let's hope it's good. Yeah, fingers crossed. So um, you had an article for us, Zach. I do, and now that I future watch. Yes, but now that I have looked at the spring branch uh-huh. thing. All right, let's see if I can find it. Where's my article at? Okay, yeah, so I bring you an update about Nessie. Okay. So, a couple weeks ago, they found fossils of uh, plesiosaurs, right? Uh, so, or plesiosaurs. Yeah, plesiosaurs. So, originally, people thought that these plesiosaurs were only saltwater dinosaurs, okay. right? That they could not live in... Um, in freshwater, and they also look like Nessie, right? Like right. the picture we all know, like long necks coming out of the water. That is the main dinosaur that people are like, oh, it's just an old dinosaur that managed to live that lives in the in the lake, right? But uh, biologists were like, there's no way that can live there because it's a saltwater dinosaur. And now we know it actually wasn't. It was a freshwater. How do they know? Did they ask it? They found fossils in freshwater uh, <laughs> yeah, areas. Say, I mean, yeah. we see we see great whites making their way all the way up to you know Iowa. <laughs> great whites don't. Bull sharks do. Bull sharks. There yeah. you go. Bull sharks. Yeah, yeah. yeah making it all the way over. Yeah, there. bull sharks can uh, live in in freshwater. Yeah, <sighs> scientists. So, yeah, so go go hang out in some in the Mississippi. Wait for a bull shark. Anyways, uh, <laughs> this was hundred million years ago. So it's not like it's anything, but it does give standing that, like, if you think it's a place of sore, it could have been there at one point. 
Uh, however, I will say that, uh, what is his name? Steve Feltham. He's a full-time monster hunter, and he lives on the shores of Loch Ness for the last three decades. Um, but he says it doesn't matter anyways, because anybody who's a true Nessie hunter understands that the Plesiosaur theory is long gone, right? Like, whenever they debunk that old picture from the 30s, that people don't even believe that anymore. Okay. So now he spends most of his time looking for large, giant fish that look kind of like an upside-down boat, because that's probably what Nessie's going to be now. Just a large fish. That's my Nessie. What the, I'm just curious. What were those guys' – what was that guy's credentials? Uh, it's type that he is a full-time monster hunter. So In the New York Times, he's a I'm full-time sold. monster hunter. I'm sold. Sure, if I could get, like – I'll be a reporter for the New York Times and just say full-time monster hunter. They can pay me, like, 100 k a year to go out and search for monsters, and I'll just write up articles about – Whatever I can make up. Yeah. How many Nessie sightings do you think there have been this year? 12. 52. I'm going to say more like 350. There's been four. Oh. But still, four Nessie sightings. There have been 1,100. That's pretty sick. That's more than I've heard about in a while. Right. Okay, so here's here's the question then. Here's the question I pose to you. Um, Do you think that, like, kids still talk about Loch Ness Monster like me or even you guys as kids talked about Loch Ness no, Monster. Right? No. Like, I mean, when I was six or seven, <laughs> I was like, oh, man, that thing's cool. Like, I'll be man, honest with you, they don't. Right, they don't. They care about Grumpy Cat. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's on TikTok, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever's, that, that's sad. That makes me sad. No, actually, not even Grumpy Cat. They care about that cat meme with the one the lady's like pointing at. Oh, the cat's no. like, what? <laughs> you know, that's the one they care about. That's, man. That, that cat was sad. in the bottom of a lake. They care. That's why our society is going to crap. <laughs> I don't know, Zach. You did say in a prior episode you'd lead the cats to the lake. You remember that? Damn. Yeah, I probably would. You'd lead the cats to the lake. Yeah. I forget <laughs> what the. I feel like it was about some dude shooting cats, right? No, no. Well, no we no. talked about. It was we about did talk how about the fe- hunting cats. How, how feral, feral cats. cats are a big oh, problem. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be the Pied Piper of cats. Yeah. Instead of take the, em, instead take the Pied Piper of rats, I want to be the Pied Piper of cats. Come here, kitties. Yeah. Just walk them right into the lake, man. Dude, cats are so bad for our environment, okay? They kill so many. <laughs> I didn't think you'd they, be so fired up about this. They kill this. so many endangered birds a year. It's ridiculous. So cats are killing Landon's species. Landon's window just killed one right yeah. now. So I don't know. Do I saw it. it. It's probably because it it's cat. <laughs> threw it off. It's like, man, do I fly, fight or flight? You know, it ran right into the window. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Chris, I'm curious your opinion on this. So feral cats are because you said you used to work with animals. Yeah, so they're I, I w- they are bad. Okay, um, but that <laughs> so, said, we have one that goes outside. So, what <laughs> do you, do you bring think? It inside? What do yeah. you think yeah. the appropriate solution is to the feral cat problem? Trap, neuter, release. Trap, neuter, release. Yep. Until they're gone. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know, but yeah, I mean that's a thing, and people do it to cat colonies, and uh, yeah. Spaying and neutering your cats because like Bob Barker, people don't do it. Is that a free service that people can get? Like if they have a cat, that can be they want to get some neutered? places charge like forty or fifty bucks if you bring a cat in. Yeah, but sometimes on the weekends you can drive by an auto zone and they're doing it in the parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> auto zone. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen it <laughs> in an auto zone. Were yeah. you were you being I mean, serious? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's yeah. just random spots. Some tractor supply. 
Well, actually, they have. Vaccine. I could see it at Tractor Supply. Yeah, they, they usually have vaccine clinics, but um, it's bay and neuter clinics. I feel like that's <laughs> yeah, a, a little, little bit more in depth. <laughs> I think um, we might be in the wrong business, guys. We should just set up an auto zone and do like a spay neuter clinic. I bet we could like charge thirty bucks. We could do a bunch in a day. I mean, I got a pretty sharp, uh, yeah, sharp I mean, knife. Got to <laughs> got, got know what you're doing I guess, beforehand. Well, that's why it's free. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I got personal experience with at least half of them. Right? So. <laughs> Well, thanks for bringing that article, Zach. Yeah, man. Nessie could be real. Yeah, that was pretty tight. I forgot <laughs> yeah. about that. You see it again. It's, it's, it's been like, a minute. Yeah, it's been know? a minute. It's like, man, it's like not, it's not the same. Not the same. No. All right, Chris. So, most people know you as a fly tire, and your company's Ditch Fish and Flies. Yep. But you also are BMX rider. Yes. And you're also into punk rock. Yes. What else are you into? Those are the things that we know. What's something about you we don't know? Dogs. I like to garden. Nice. Um, Anything in particular? Peppers, usually. Ooh. That's a widespread of things. It's like extreme BMXing, doing that, and then I like the quieter side. You would like, like uh, we we have a connection for you. Well, our buddy Jack, who used to live in San Antonio. Jack Carlisle? Jack yeah. Carlisle. I talk to him all the time. Yeah. About peppers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah. He was man. on the podcast and talked about pe- peppers Damn. at one point. Yeah. yeah. That's tight. I'm going to have to check that out. He sent yeah. us some homemade uh, hot, hot sauce. sauce. Yo, y'all honey have any right now? No. It's at Cliff's, uh, isn't it? The it, honey hole hot sauce? I think it's gone now. Mm. It was giving Cliff hallucinations, though. Yo. Yeah. It was, it was good, good stuff. good, man. It was I good almost, stuff. I almost brought some, but I didn't. Oh man, yeah. you should have. But it was—it's not that good. We didn't have uh, Jack <laughs> send us another batch. Oh yeah, hey Jack, please send us more hot sauce. I saw you were picking peppers the other day. Yeah, yep. I saw that Insta. So you're making hot sauce too, then? Not really right now. I—that was the plan, but it's so hot, man. <laughs> you want? It's not. They're not taken. I don't know. Oh no, really? Something's going on, and uh, just kind of waiting for fall. And gotcha. hopefully are they still? Happens. Are they still growing? Like, is, are they okay to, to they're, sit? They're like, they're living. It's just not the same, right? It's just not, they're not the size, they're not well, the, man, the quality, the corking. It's they're not different. even, like, giving any peppers. They just blossom and drop. Yeah. But I got, one like, two or three Thai peppers that are producing, and that's it. Really? Yeah. I had, and Thai pep- peppers are, like, they can be grown in, like, hot conditions, yeah. right? Like, typically more humid conditions. Well, my right? father-in-law is doing the Hungarian wax. Mm-hmm. But even then, like, he was saying, like, it's just not... Not like other years. Like it just really? the 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 what you're pulling off isn't as much, and they're not they're not as not as quality. The quantity's low, quality's low. This is what it is. It's like every other season is good, mm-hmm. in my experience so far. Not that I have a lot, but yeah, like it was good, then not good, and then, yeah. I don't and know. I, and I've had some it's pepper. Frustrating. No, no, you're right. And I've had some pepper plants from years to years where one year super hot. And then the next year, doing the exact same thing, exact same seeds, exact same everything. Not like nice. Like you just chop them up, and you wouldn't cry or anything. And just it was weird. It was the weirdest thing. Yeah. I'd just go to the store and get some. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Easier and cheaper at this point. That's funny because, uh, well, about Jack, uh, we didn't know you knew Jack, so that's cool. But we're kind of like in the same circles, right? We're yeah. in the same area. And then Gabe doesn't know Will. 
There we and go. Gabe like told us earlier. He's like this guy Will Long. I'm like, yeah, dude, I talked to him. You don't know Will about bourbon. All the time. He's messaging Will all the I time. I really like, yeah, this guy named Will. Or we're like, what's his last name? Gabe Will, pretends Will like we Long? don't know. Will. Yeah, he was talking to me today. He's like, uh, hey, did you get, were you able to get a Weller 12 because they dropped in Texas this week? And I was like, oh no, I've been busy. Nothing about fishing. Nothing about anything else. Yeah. <laughs> so Gabe's messaging Will about bourbon. You're yeah. talking to Jack about peppers. Hey, who's somebody I don't know? And then you also <laughs> gr- talked to Grant and. And uh, those guys today. Oh, all the time. Yeah, they're, and then they didn't the even mention that they were on the, uh, podcast, on the podcast recently. last week. <laughs> yeah, he was he was sweating that that they sounded dumb or something. I don't I don't remember what he said, but he was like, I don't know, man. But then he was like, yeah, it was, yeah. I don't know. It was funny. I think it was very funny. <laughs> we're all running in the same circles. We're all running it's into all different stuff. So yeah. It's a small world out there. Yeah. It is, and it, it just it's cool to see that you know everyone's got their hands in a bunch of different things, which is neat. You know, yeah. You're constantly growing and. Trying stuff and and all that stuff. So anyway, you're BMXing. Yeah, let's talk sometimes. about let's, sometimes. Let's talk about BMX. Yeah. What's the history there? Because I'm very curious. As a, a kid who was a big fan of Matt Hoffman, did you play the video games? Oh yeah. Oh, As a young yeah. lad, yeah, and had aspirations and never did anything. You're gonna be in the X Games? <laughs> <laughs> no, man, they're crazy. I do dude. remember uh, my X Games moment. Like I remember where I was. I was in a hotel in San Antonio because my aunt and uncle took me to Six Flags. We were watching the X Games when Travis Pastrana landed the double mm-hmm. backflip. Oh, yeah. I remember okay. that. That was like, that is ingrained oh. in my memory. That was like sick. Sick. I remember that. I went to the X Games when I was in San Antonio that year. What? Yeah. yeah. Kenny Bartram hung out in our apartment in college. One of my friends, she we played golf together. She knew Travis and all that crew. And Kenny came down to hang out with her. And I remember walking into my apartment. And I'm like, hey, dude, what's up? And, you know, he didn't have the cowboy hat and stuff. But he's, like, missing, like, four teeth, you know. And he's, like, <laughs> scarred up. And I was like, who is this dude? And he's like, oh, yeah, he already wrote, like, he already wrote a bunch of uh, uh, autographs for us and everything. I'm like, what the, who's hanging out in our apartment? And then you see him on TV a weekend later, you know, doing flips and stuff. I'm like, man, that's, he was a really cool guy. All those guys are, always seem really cool. That's cool. But that was, like, the only X Games, I mean, you know, I think I went to one. I think they had something around here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what year was that? I was like. Yeah, oh five or oh six. It was a while. Oh, yeah, that ago. sounds about, yeah because I graduated in oh six, and so I want to say he was hanging out our place in like oh five. So that's yeah. when it was kind of a thing. And then it was in Damn. Austin for like the next twelve years. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then what? Then they moved it to like, Minneapolis. Yeah, I was gonna say like someplace Midwest or yeah. middle. Yeah. So what got you into BMX? Uh, watching BMX videos. <laughs> yeah, a friend showed me. Yeah. I don't know some bootleg. What age uh, were you when you started? Roughly. Seventh grade. I don't know what that equals. Maybe like 12. Yeah, it's 12. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe 13. Yeah, just ramping off curbs and then just went from there. It was crazy. Know. It was like, yeah, the bootlegs, like copies of, of VHSs and yeah. stuff. And I watch them yeah. every night. Remember the soundtrack. Yeah. Still remember the soundtrack. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I remember watching the, like the original UFC stuff. And it was on like copied... It's like who got? Oh, we brought it from someone else. Someone else. I'm like, oh, this thing was like last year. You know, I never. I, I wasn't in BMX, but I remember going to like the skateboard websites and yeah. watching their like pro uh, like little videos <laughs> they put together. But like we had dial up, so you'd wait for like 20 yeah. minutes for like a four minute video. Yeah, remember, like yep. blind skateboarding website was awful at the time. I mean, <laughs> I played Tony Hawk, and that was always seemed like something Dude, we had. Yeah. Oh yeah, we Dude, had Tony Hawk was a skater too. Yeah. 
Ooh. That was a move. This is a good soundtrack, too. There's always some yeah. cool stuff on yeah, there. Hell yeah, yeah, man. Oh, man. Soundtrack of growing up. Good times, oh, man. So uh, we did get some BMX questions, so I'll start with those. <laughs> uh, do you prefer crank arm slide or pedal grind? That was from Nate Wilson. Um, crank slides are sick. Pedal grinds are sick. Okay, will you so, explain what those are? Because honestly, don't know, uh, and probably our listeners don't know. A crank slide kind of looks like a board slide if you were on a skateboard, you know, like so, like the perpendicular. Wheel, the wheels are on. yeah, and you're like yeah, perpendicular. So to the, the rail. rails here, and you're going down like this. Yeah, with a wheel on either side of the rail. Yeah, okay, but okay. like you're on your crank arm. Okay, but, um, and then I mean, some people like do really long ones, but they're just like on their pedal mm. and call it a crank arm slide, but whatever. It's sick either way. But then there's like pedal grinds where you just act like you're grinding with your pegs, but it's your pedals instead. Oh. And sick. Also sick. I don't know. What do you prefer? I like crank slides more because I have pegs, so I can't really do pedal grinds. Okay. But not that I'm good at crank slides or anything, <laughs> but... um. Yeah. I don't know. And then our Peg, other... Pegless riding is my favorite to watch, even though I have four pegs, so... Pegless riding? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to get more creative and think about stuff more. Like a, how to, where you're going to connect that bike onto that rail or anything. Like, you, you've you lost out on now f- four points, eight points, I guess. Yeah. Or you're just not even doing anything on rails, <laughs> and it's something completely different. I don't know. I remember getting pegs when I was, like, seven or eight. I think I saved up all my birthday money and got them for my bike. Yeah. I never Hell used yeah. them. I think I might have just No, the best thing, the best thing was curb. for your buddy to stand on the pegs on the back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What we did is we did, uh, we did like, caterpillars on our skateboards. So, like, one guy would be on the bike. Then the next – like, so, like, I had, like, three brothers growing up. So, like, the next person would get on their belly and hold the pegs. <laughs> then the next per- – like, on their skateboard. Then the next person would get on their skateboard and hold the ankles – and then the final person would do the same thing, right? Getting on his belly, holding ankles. Remember one time we were setting up, and instead of having like a cool story, like we all just like ran into a wall or something, I was getting on my skateboard and I put my knee on the back, on the tail of it, and it popped up and knocked out my two front teeth. Oh, yeah. nice. Yes. <laughs> Sounds dope. <laughs> it was not, that's the worst way to lose your tooth. So, uh, Full Cave asks, what's your heaviest slam? On the BMX. And explain to us that, because I don't know the terminology. What does that mean? Your heaviest slam. Fall really bad. Okay. Um, okay. Man, I don't know. I haven't. I got kind of lucky, I guess. Um, I've hit my head a, a few times, but been okay. There's one. I was at a skate park and went up a steep ramp and came back down. But my front wheel hit the, missed the ramp and like landed on the flat ground Ooh. with my wheel not straight so it was like sideways and i just slammed into the ground on my shoulder oh and uh i don't know tore my rotator cuff and sprained my ac joint a little bit and uh i couldn't ride for like over like like two months and my shoulders were they're still uneven uh it seems like a thing though with like like big (laughs) jumps skateboarding or like bmxing is like we were talking about before the show the uh birth of big air documentary with matt hoffman and dude is like took some major falls yeah like major concussions i think at one point that he said they had he had over 200 surgeries oh man jesus yeah have you had surgery because of a fall 
No. no. And it's just no. like. Thank God, dude. It's it's just crazy. And you're just trying to land a trick, right? So, okay. So, that leads me to my next question. What What, what is what is that trick that you like couldn't get, couldn't get? What's like your, mo- your most proud mm-hmm. moment of BMX? Um, hmm. It's a good question. I don't know. Um, me and a bunch of friends made a full-length riding video and put in, like, a lot of work for it. Like, we each had, like, a few minute-long parts, and that was probably it as a whole. Just working on that. That whole video. Yeah. Is that like, video, can we watch that video? The majority out there? Yeah, the majority of it's on Vimeo. Okay. On my Vimeo account. I can send you all the link. <laughs> yeah, dude, please. Um, we're going to watch yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's cool. Um, and, yeah, a lot of work was put in by a bunch of people. Um, they... All my friends helped film it, but like it was my camera. We've and filmed it. I edited most of it and filmed the majority of it. But like, yeah, homies were heavily involved and uh, sickest time. Who else you into? Orville Peck is tight. Yeah, dude, man, I wanted <laughs> uh, Char- to see him. Charlie sick. Crockett. Yeah, um, he, dude, his tickets sell out so fast every time. I believe it. He plays at Green Hall a lot, like, and then I think he played at Floors too last year, but. Sells out. Damn. Yeah, I saw front bottoms at Paper Tiger. You know who they are? Yeah, they're pretty tight. They play on the college radio in San Marcos. And yeah, it's fun, dude. They're they are. They're so much fun. They're just crazy. Uh, Pup was fun a couple weeks, uh, a couple months ago. Uh, uh, Modern Baseball. They're not together anymore. They I've used to be. Heard some of them stuff. It's fun. It's like yeah. that yeah, Midwest it's, sound. Yeah, dude. yeah, it's the kind of how the Nostalgic. front bottoms are too. Yeah, uh, early two thousands. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember the last uh, concert I went to. What's the last concert you went to, Zach? Or Landon, excuse me. <laughs> Drank Montford and Sons. Okay. That was a good one. In uh, Colorado. It was awesome. That was last two years ago? Just two years ago. Yeah. I'm not a big concert guy, personally. I don't like big venues. I love smaller, small, yeah. like Limelight. Uh, I do like Stubbs. Dude, San Antonio shows are the sickest. Dude, because, like, like they're, the they're, scene here is so different than it is, like, in Austin or anything else. It's, like, people just get crazy here. And dude, it's, like, everyone's, like, friends here. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. And everyone in Austin is, like, I'm too cool. Don't fucking bump into me. <laughs> everyone's just yeah, trying like, to get cool. Yeah. Yeah. Crossed arms. Like, Are you even having know. fun? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, why yeah. are you here, dude? Yeah. Well, like, get out of here. All San Antonio's grew up going to, like, Warp Tour. You know? Yeah. And so that is, like... Yeah. Are like everyone's like first experience <laughs> with like shows, and so everyone's just yeah, like, that's, that's just how it is. We all went there when we were like in middle school, <laughs> high school. That's so what you like, did. Yeah, I don't know. I think I get annoyed. Like the reason I don't like concerts because like, every time I go to a concert, I have a great time, but I get annoyed with all the little stuff that goes around going to a concert, like people potentially acting like that, or like parking, mm-hmm. or like all the other details, like all the other little stuff that go. Oh, drinks are hard to get. Or just whatever else. It just seems like going to a concert seems like a pain in the butt. And so I just I just don't go. Unless I really, really want to see the band. We'll go see most shows sure. if we can make it. The, my biggest pet peeve, though, is I hate when people have their phones out at concerts. Like, and they record the show. My pet peeve is when everyone starts standing up, and I just want to sit down and enjoy this guy. Uh, <laughs> I got to stand up. <laughs> most shows, oh, everyone in front of me is standing up. Yeah. Oh, you're not a mosh pit guy? No, I no. think the last concert I went Gabe, to was the Gypsy your- Kings. It was great. It was like all the <laughs> way up to 
<laughs> the first half, it was like sitting in my seat clapping. Yeah, this is great. And then the second half, when we were playing the, the really good hits, people are getting into it. You know, all the drinks are kicking in. And then One people are standing. Up. And I was in the sixth row. And I was like, oh, guys, I don't want to stand up for this. So you got to stand up. And now you look weird because you're standing there. Of course, you're going to have to like do that weird clap. Like, yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> you know, you know I'm, I'm into this song. Yeah, I guess I'll do my little, you know, kind of shuffle dance because I, I, it's awkward just standing up, standing there. Yeah, it was ugh, the worst. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I can see where cell phones like because you're watching. They're in front of you with the cell phone up, and right. they're blocking your. And you see, I will say most punk shows, I do not have this issue. Outside, front bottoms was different, but for the most part, people maybe have their phone here. They'll like take a, a short video yeah. or a photo and then put it away. But like, never once have I ever enjoyed looking at a video of a band on a cell phone. It's yeah. always awful. Can you imagine watching that the Woodstock documentary we were talking about and seeing those hundred thousand people doing Dude. what they're doing with cell phones? I would yeah. have been nuts. They'd be the worst. Yeah, yeah, would have been nuts. Well, they probably wouldn't burn down stuff when they were given candles, but because they just want to use their their <laughs> cell phones. phone light. Yeah. But who, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> What's the best show that you guys have been to? Uh, that like I would say underrated. Like, what's the best show where you went to with, like, low expectations and they, like, blew them, blew your expectations out? Um, Moon Taxi before their third album. Because then they had a song called Too High that they put on the radio and, like, they blew up and they kind of, you don't want to say sold out, but they kind of did. Yeah, they kind of yeah. did. But, dude, their shows, I saw them in the basement of Stubbs, which if, if you've never been to a show there, is crazy because it is just like this super tight. It's probably no bigger than, like, your living room. Oh, really? There's, like, no That's windows. Sick. It is crazy. And, like, they were just, like, in it, man. Like, the lead singer has, like, hair down to, like, his waist. And, man, uh, they had, like, this crazy light show. And there's, like... It was like probably 50 of us in this little tiny room with this band. It's super personal. Yeah. Like I'm probably from me to you to like the lead singer. And man, he is just like having the time of his life. It was great. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that was that was fun. What uh, about you? Uh, kind of similar story. It was, uh, oh shit, I guess I went in a basement. But it was, it was here in San Antonio. Um, just found out about this band, Harley Poe. It's like some folk punk band or whatever. And um fun to listen to and my wife just like looked them up see if they were playing and it turns out they were playing like a week from when we found out about them and uh it was at some like little bookstore i think imagine books yeah and it's like dude yeah it's like not small in the living room no stage band is on the like right there and just, everyone's just all there just in it everyone's friends he was like, oh, I'm going to the gas station, go get some 40s. Like, and everyone just gives him money, he comes back with like a case, and it's like, I don't know, man. It was crazy. The energy was like super sick. Band was playing fast, and like, oh, we can't play any faster. And I don't know. <laughs> they don't normally play that fast, but they played very fast. Man, I saw and this. I don't I, know, it was tight. I saw this video on TikTok. These kids, like, probably like middle school or like early high school, doing like their garage band thing. They throw a concert in the neighborhood, hundreds of people show up at their garage. Because of TikTok? No, because they like posted flyers like yeah, everywhere yeah. and like posted on Facebook and stuff. 
hundreds of like people showed up and dude they were jamming hard That's getting dude, after that makes it. me happy and i was like <laughs> oh i would love that would be, i would be into that yeah man i would go sick. to that like if my neighbor had some kids they were like doing a garage band oh yeah yeah for sure man. Dude, and they there. were getting after it it was awesome yeah, we handed out lemonade. What about you, Gabe? What's the best concert you've been to? In college, it was Blue Edmondson at Green Hall, and it was a live taping on for a CD. And it was just, I don't know, something different. It was a really cool, really cool uh, uh, concert. And, um, yeah, man, that was that was a fun one. Because well, it's Green Hall, and, you know, it's college, and they're all drinking and having fun. And, and, and yeah. again, it's Green Hall. So, um, yeah, man, that was that was a fun one. I just can't remember... I said I don't think I really went to like too many, too many concerts. I think in high school I got like free tickets to go see Destiny's Child and Christina Aguilera. <laughs> Did you go? Yeah, yeah, I went. Yeah. yeah, it was terrible. You know, uh, I think Christina Aguilera only sang like three songs and got booed. And uh, he got booed. Yeah, and this is when Dest- this is was when Destiny Child was like it was like the first version of Destiny with her cousins. Yeah, and then they fired them off. Right, they fired two of them off. Mm. Uh, don't ask me why I know. It's just dumb, dumb history <laughs> yeah, yeah, that I remember. Seem like I'm, I'm learning yeah. some new stuff. Montel right now. <laughs> jo- Montel Jordan was the the closer. Uh, you know, this is how we do it, guy. Oh, yeah. Dude. He closed. He Man. closed that thing down. Damn. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that was two. That was 1999, 2000, I think. Yeah, there you go. Fun stuff at the Alamo Dome. So McKenna, uh, one year for my birthday, got. Do you remember the Cactus Theater in Lubbock? Did you ever go to the Cactus Theater? Uh, I didn't go by. An, oh, no, no. You ever go to a show? It was next to the Daiquiri Bar, right? It was across the street from that steakhouse. Yeah, yeah. So it was, yeah, it was attached to the frozen Daiquiri Bar. Yeah. With the guy who always wanted to shine your shoes. I'm like, dude, I'm wearing sandals. <laughs> <laughs> no, McKenna got, uh, that, that is super small, like 50 people. Yeah. And McKenna got tickets to uh, Wade Bowen. Oh, that's cool. And, uh. It wasn't him and the whole band. It was just him and his guitar on stage, and he was talking with the audience the whole time, and he'd like tell you, like, oh, this is how I came up with the song. This is what it's about. And then people were asking him questions, and he was talking back and forth, and it was just him, acoustic guitar, sitting on a stool, and then he'd do his song. It was sweet. That's sick. Yeah, it was really cool. It was really cool. Yeah, it was, it was, it was really cool. And cool, too, because Wade Bowen's from Lubbock. So, or went to school in Lubbock. Yeah. So, telling Lubbock stories, like tech stories and all that stuff. It was it was a cool show. I'd be down for that. Like, uh, I'd do that 10 times out of 10 as opposed to, like, a huge show. Yeah. My worst show was probably, well, I don't know. No, we saw Panic at the Disco and Weezer okay. together, but we saw them in Corpus. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, we almost went to that one. Dude, it, like, okay. It was just hot. They were good. The venue sucked so bad. Because it's outside, wasn't it? Or it no, was it's, out, it's outside, yeah. middle of summer in Corpus, hot and humid as hell. Yeah. You know? Also, like, we got there before the gates open, mm. but because there's no structure to, like, letting anybody in, they just open the doors. And there's, like, thousands of people trying to get in three doors, and we it literally took us an hour and a half for this mob mosh of people just to get through. Then once by the time you got in, the opener was done. Jesus, dude. And I was like, dude, and I wanted to see the opener because they're from Austin. It was a uh, bear. I forget their name, mm. but some bear or something. But um, minus the bear, minus the bear. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So yes, they were opening for Panic at the Disco, and then uh, the venue was weird because it was the first time I experienced like there was a barricade halfway through the crowd okay. where it was like you had to upgrade your tickets to get the front section, you know? Mm. I never really experienced that before. But then also, like, it was super hot, so I bought a water as we're leaving, and the lady wouldn't let me leave with it. And I was already, like, just mad, <laughs> you know? And so I'm like, you know what? I just bought this water. I'm leaving. And so I started walking out, and the lady, who's like a balancer, she chases me. She smacks the water out of my hand. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And so then we got back to our tent and our mattress yeah. had a hole in it. And so it was just like, man, it was it's a bad, bad trip. It was just. I could see where being out, yeah, especially in Corpus like that. Ugh. It was. I mean, Panic at the Disco and Weezer were great. Yeah. But, but it's, the, it's the whole thing. Yeah. You don't remember them. You just remember <laughs> I honestly, getting I could, your hand slapped. I barely remember them. I just remember being like mad at people the whole time. You couldn't take your water out of the venue. <laughs> I knew that was. I just bought it for like 10 bucks. And like they opened it up and they poured it in a styrofoam cup. I'm like, first of yeah. all, that's so wasteful. Why not just give me the bottle? Like, keep the cap. I don't care. You know? What's the, all three of you, what, what's the one concert that, you had a chance to go to, you regret that maybe you didn't pull the strings to go and see him. That Orville Peck one Orville was Peck one that I wish I would have gone. I had tickets to see Julian Baker, um, but I was sick and couldn't go. But I heard from somebody who did go that like it wasn't a great show, so like yeah. I don't feel as bad about missing that one. But yeah, dude, Orville Peck, because I was like excited for months. And the fact that he even came to San Antonio because like – He's a bigger artist, and San yeah, Antonio doesn't get everybody. It makes sense, though. Yeah. Like, playing there at the Paper Tiger, like, he would have... I bet he would have been, like, great. Because, like, that's just yeah. such a cool venue. Yeah. It, like, it's not huge, but, like, it's, like, it's inside. Like, it's got a low roof, and so it just feels like everybody's in it together, you know? Um, All right. So, one more music question. What's a band that you never got to saw, either because they stopped performing or something that you would want to see now? I'll go first. 100% for me, it's Queen. Like, watching Freddie Mercury get after it, they have so many hits. I listen to Queen all the time. 1,000% I would go see Queen. And I think that maybe they have the record for, like, the biggest show um audience wise ever like i wouldn't want to go to that one yeah um insane let me look that up how would you not say i think it was in brazil seven late 60s early 70s beatles yeah you don't think so i wouldn't no i don't love the beatles that much like i I get i I like the beatles i understand yeah they're super important for music but i'm not Mm -mm. yeah i'd be okay missing that show i'd say either gogo bordello or um el mariachi's uh del bronx or Mariachi's El Bronx, mm. which is they're a they're actually twofold because they the they have the band is actually the Bronx, which is a mm. punk band, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. But then they have a mariachi's version of themselves. So they when they go to the shows, same, they pl- same 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 dudes. It's the same lead singer for sure. The punk band maybe the 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 players are a little bit different because the mariachi band is a full mariachi band, but they also do, like, covers of, like, a bunch of stuff. Damn, that's sick. It, it is. Cr- dude, I, I'm surprised. If you've heard of the Bronx, then you'll then you'll you'll see the same lead singer for uh, Mari- uh, Mariachi's El Bronx, something like that. Damn. So Queen is no longer the biggest. Uh, Taylor Swift? 
their show, 1981 in Brazil, 131,000 people. Um, Limp Biscuit, Woodstock '99. Yeah, no, no joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm gonna watch that documentary. Just that man. short set, that short set. Dude, he was him. crowd surfing oh in that. God. Yeah, what? 250,000 people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fred Durst on. T- yeah, Fred. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Oh my god. Had, yeah. Was that hot dog flavored water? Or was that too? That Break stuff. That, you know what? After seeing yeah, that, okay. After seeing that, maybe that's where I want to be. That's where I would want to see. Dude, that's I would want to be like the 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 corn show looked absolutely nuts. And then the next day was was the Limp Biscuit as the head dude. Dude, that was the first CD I bought with my own money that I can remember was corn. But it makes sense. Like, it makes sense. You don't think this place is going to get burnt down, down yeah. when you book this band? <laughs> dude, <laughs> you just oh, like, oh, hey, we're going to have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Okay, what about you? Band that you can't see no anymore, but you like you would like to go back to see. Power Trip. Okay. I was seeing ads for them playing in, Sa- in San Antonio. And I, I wasn't, like, super into him at the time, but it was like, that seems like it'd be fun. And, uh, I don't know, got into him and was like, yeah, this is, like, sick. you know. And then, I don't know, dude died, and they're not playing, and it's like watching all their live sets. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's like that Woodstock 99 energy at, like, every show. Really? Yeah, minus burning everything down, but I'm sure if you gave them, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure if you chance. gave them all candles, man, you guys are down. getting me like, I'm going to start watching this thing tonight. Dude, yeah. it, dude. Is oh, yeah. it is yeah. nuts. Like, it is absolutely nuts. Uh, mine would be Frightened Rabbit. They're like one of my favorite bands and Scott Hud- Hutchinson died uh, a few years ago. Before, like, just their stuff, but Man, and just yeah. like same thing. Like you live through YouTube now and just like watch the stuff. I'm like, yeah. he didn't have like what a ton I of energy, speaking? but yeah. like just well, like you guys say. Well, I mean, Freddie Mercury died, but I also think like Lincoln. Like I got went hard to Lincoln Park as a kid. I wouldn't mind mm. having to gone to one of those concerts. And they did one show with uh, who did they do their album with? Uh, Jay Z. Jay Z. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that the, whole CD is actually the, really. The col- yeah. It's the I'm yeah. gonna like I'd fight anybody over. That's the best collab album ever put out. Even better than um, Aerosmith and what Run DMC. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm. Well, you could say that that was like that release with Jay Z and them would have been comparable to Run DMC and Aerosmith. Rihanna, right. Eminem. No, not no. not on the same level. That that CD. What was it? I forget the name of the CD, but yeah, it's very catchy and oh, dude, it's, it's Jay Z so basically rapping and vice versa. Like they're. Over Lincoln Park, Park and like beats and I'm sure if you heard some of the songs, you'd be like, okay, I've heard this now commercially on stuff. But But they didn't write like they wrote a couple of songs, but a lot of it was like songs that Lincoln Park already had. They did like bleed it out with Jay Z, correct? And then Jay Z did their, but he did his rapping on top. It it didn't necessarily sound like he was sampling it so much as they were just replaying their song with, with or they were just playing together yeah right um but and they did like what, they, six songs on it six it songs yeah there was and they did lot. one concert but it was a secret i think it was a lincoln park concert that uh they said you guys better buy tickets to this because it's going to be once in a lifetime and nobody really knew what that meant and then jay-z came out and they mm. performed together yeah. that would have been a sick concert to go to i didn't know any of this happened that's Interesting combo. Yeah. yeah, I just thought it was the one song. That's six songs. Yeah, it was mm. six. Yeah, um, yeah. I work out to it all the time. It's great. 
So, all right, let's talk about tying flies. All right, Chris. So, how did you get into fly fishing and fly tying? Hmm. So, fly fishing, I knew about it. I don't know. I've been fishing all my life, but it's usually just like like spin casts and like worms and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Eventually, like, I moved up here and then started like using like ultralight gear and whatnot, light tackle. And I was on a on a forum, bigbluegill.com. <laughs> bigbluegill.com. <laughs> bigbluegill.com what year was this roughly? 2012-ish. Okay. Um, somewhere. And uh, I don't know, some dudes on there were like starting fly fishing or whatever. And it's like, looks all right. And I always like, I was apprehensive about fly fishing because it's like, you know, expensive, rich white guy stuff and seemed to always seem kind of lame. And... Then yeah, Bass Pro Shop has sales on full, you know, rod and reel combos, and I got one and I tried it out, and it was like, yeah, it's pretty tight, and went from there. And I don't know. So it was like 2012, roughly, was yeah their start time. Yeah, I moved to Austin briefly before San Marcos, and I'd just drive over the Colorado River and be like, wow, that looks pretty tight, and. Went down there and tried it out. Yeah. And so self taught, just like, I'm going to go down there and, yeah, in and see how it goes. I watched a casting video with no sound on a la- my friend's laptop and went out in the, in the street and tried it. And <laughs> <laughs> then, I, then I went to the river and tried it. And I managed to catch some really small sunnies and got hooked in the face. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm going to wear glasses from now on because it was close to my eye. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Just went from there. I would take my spinning rod because I wasn't very good at it and not catch enough stuff. And it's like, I finally ditched that and then started catching things. And it's like, it was using it as a crutch, you know? Yeah. Just bring and it out there. Yeah, just fly, fly or die, dude. Yeah. Straight up. <laughs> so when, how long before you got into fly tying? Mm, maybe like a couple years after. I went to a trout fest and, uh, they had fly tying lessons or whatever, dude. Yeah, and Lefty Cray was right next to me, teaching some teaching someone else how to tie <laughs> flies, and I don't know. I tied a bully spider, and um, I was like I thought it was pretty cool. And then a homie gave me a vice and a few tying materials to tie some stuff, like pheasant tail nymphs. So I tried that, and it worked. I don't know. And then here we are. <laughs> I don't know. So now you you have so it's ditch fish and flies. Yes. And you are like you take orders from people and and basically tie flies for them. Is yes. that the way I understand am I understanding it correctly? Yes, but slowly. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. What is what does that mean? I don't know. So when I don't when I'm when I'm not in the tying zone. Yeah. It's like you have to wait. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's fair. I, that's, actually, I that works out great because it, it, instead of you being like, I don't even want to do this and you're cranking stuff I don't, out. I don't want to tie stuff that I'm not feeling Yeah, and not putting it all in it, you know, yeah. and be like, here you go. Hope you so, like them. So is that like, <laughs> is that like a fit, like a oh, couple months I'm really into tying, a couple months I take off and do other things? It's like, what is that? What is that? What do you mean like when you're into it? I don't know, man. It's not really intentional. Like, 
You're not forcing yourself to sit down and crank those things. Yeah, out if you don't I mean, have to. sometimes I do other things and <laughs> yeah, throw stuff. peppers, BMX, the video games. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> then you get bored. Uh, you're like, I guess I'll tie some yeah. flies. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's like no, it's the same thing we were talking with Zach Harris about. I mean, it's yeah. just it's like you know what you can do. It's just but I got you know I want to do other stuff. I got so much yeah. time in a day. Yeah, I mean, I think about it all the time. And you think about tying all the time. Oh yeah, I mean, and BMX. And it's like constantly. A thing. I don't know. Where I'm going with this, but yeah, like, I'm not trying to not do it. I want to do it, but I want to like do it when it's like, let's let's when, go when you're you motivated. Know? Yeah. yeah, and I just half-ass it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, be committed. Yeah, I mean, I want to be committed for sure. And I don't know. I tied the other day, and it's like, oh, it looked. <laughs> bad. It was like. Yeah. It shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, takes a little bit to get warm back up. Yeah. yeah. But I bought some new materials, new fun colors, and it's about to be on. I don't know. For I don't, I'm just talking, but I might might just sit there for a while too. <laughs> no, you're you're absolutely right. Like I've been in the same boat where it's just like slowly getting back into it, and then once you start cracking stuff out, you're like, man, that actually looks pretty cool. Where you see like a new pattern, or you see a variant of something else, and you're like, you know what? That looks pretty neat. And now that we've been fishing more. You, know, you kind of get that bug, like, okay, I'm looking at my box, man. I don't, I don't, I don't have everything I, I know I need. Man, y'all don't even want to see my box, dude. <laughs> it's it's rough. Yeah. Well, well that's, that's okay because I just I just tie flies to catch fish. <laughs> no, what, 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 what Zach means when he says he ties flies that catch fish, he ties ugly, disgusting looking flies that no one would ever buy from a fly shop. But yes, they do catch fish. Yeah. Somebody yeah. might buy that popper. The one we tied last week looks clean. No, those look pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It looks pretty the, clean. The pimple popper, right? Yeah. Damn. Still not happy with the name. But no, you're uh, right. That's a good one. <laughs> the, uh, I think yeah. it's a good one. Yeah. Some of those flies that you didn't think would like turn out too much and it's like, ah, oh, you know what? Nothing's really working out today. I'll just throw that random thing out and you're like, whoa, okay. Caught, caught that. Yeah. Works. Do you consider yourself a fly designer? No. 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 <laughs> no. Uh, no. Unfortunately. I don't know. I don't know how people do that. Like just, so I usually just think of like a lot of stuff and throwing a couple. Well, I mean, that's what it sounded like. You just put flash on something and call it whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't even call anything anything really. But it's like that's how I do it. It's like based on like just like colors. Like I see colors, and it's like, hmm. well, okay. So I what's your favorite out. color combo? <sighs> I don't know anything bright, high contrast. Nice. Uh, I don't, I don't know, man. Chartreuse and white. <laughs> That's yeah. a good one. Um, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Honestly, it's like I don't. I don't know, because I just change it up all the time. I don't really have like a go-to. Like, I tie these ripple clousers. I saw those on, on Instagram. They look clean. Thanks, man. Like. Yeah, I don't usually fish the same color more than a few times. Yeah, it's, no, like, totally it. it's like they work, yeah. and then this color works too, and it's like, will this one work? Let's find out. Yeah, and it works, and like it's me. like, no. that, oh, that's the thing. It's like, it's kind of like, I don't know how much it like ties into, but like, put this together and see if it'll work. Yeah. And it'll work once, and I'll be like, all right. <laughs> and then try it again. But then, I mean, there's some stuff that's yeah. like, yeah, that's that's working really well. Like, those clousers. So I've you had. like. So it sounds like you like testing like different colors and variations and seeing if they'll work. That's like what kind of motivates you. Yeah, kind of. And I mean, I like bright. I just like bright stuff. I don't know, man. It's. Yeah. I don't know how to explain Cause, it. Because I like uh, catching fish on weird. Like that's kind of motivates me. Like uh, we had a guy on that like 
that the guy that created the fish taco fly. Oh, the actual taco. Yeah, the actual taco. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he gave some to us, and I'm like, for a while, I was like, okay, I'm gonna fish a cat. I'm gonna catch a fish on a taco, right? So I am motivated by that goal. Um, or like the flounder fly. There's a great story of me catching a fish on this like leather patch flounder fly that looks horrible. It looks so bad, but I caught, um, I caught a drum on it. I actually Damn. caught two drum on it. And then the ne- I, let, I let the guide keep it, and the next day, a lady caught like a 36-inch redfish on it. Yo. So, that's sick. Yeah. Um, and then there's other flies. I just get like randomly, oh, I want like I want to catch a redfish on a gurgler. Like I haven't done that, so like that's in my mind for motivation. Yeah, like, that's sick. Do yeah. or die. Like I will throw gurglers. I have done this already. I've thrown gurglers knowing that I could have caught 12 redfish, but I didn't catch one. Because I was throwing gurglers and they weren't in the mood for it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm motivated by, like, trying to catch fish on, like, weird, different flies. Yeah, I feel that So, for I sure. could feel, like, I could understand why, like, changing colors. Like, oh, that color worked. Let me tie it in this color. I want to see if that'll catch a fish. Like, I totally get yeah. that. Yeah. No, but that, that totally makes I mean, I look at my boxes from from even the season to season. And it's just, like, always rotating out. Always, always something new. Always something, like... Yeah, I know I caught a ton of fish on that, but I'm only gonna throw this one. You know, yeah. And it's like it's almost to the point, where, you know, where where people would come in the shop and like, well, what fly, what what fly is gonna work? Parachute well, atoms. let's see if you catch something on this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like <laughs> I, at this point in life, I'm like, I don't think it matters. You know, just like just go out, cast. You're gonna get something. Yeah, just have a good time. You know? Yeah, obviously, don't throw a size like you know six odd. You know, there's not a correct plug. answer to that question. There isn't. What what fly is working? What flies? Right. You're, you're out. I mean, it, and that that was always a tough one because you, you tell customers that and they just look at you like you, well, sure. you don't know anything. And it's like, well, no, it's just like go out and find out. Yeah, yeah. you know, I'm not gonna be throwing poppers right now when it's 30 degrees outside. Like it's just it can work. It could. Maybe. It could. Lower but, Colorado, know. dude. Well, well, okay, but not not actually for like trout. Oh, right? well, you know? yeah. But but yeah, no. I mean, again, it, it it's it's just I don't know. It was really weird, but. Um, but yeah, there isn't there isn't one, and I think that's what I've enjoyed about fly tying. You're gonna have some type of variation. You're gonna have variety in your box more than you would if you were buying stuff from from the store. What's your favorite fly to tie? You said the ripple clousers earlier. I was wondering if that. They're pretty quick and easy. I like zod bubbler poppers. Um, there's big old poppers, and or I guess just big poppers in general uh, yeah. are easy. And fun, big foam poppers. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I like big flies. Not that I can yeah. like, I don't know. That's like when I first started tying. It's like I saw like musky flies, and I was like, wow. Yeah, I want that. And yeah, like I, yeah, I want that. I want to make those, and I don't care that we don't have musky or anything. Yeah, I want to make them. And yeah, I tied some, and it was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. And. I ran out of bucktail and haven't gotten any new ones. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, I still have bucktail, but the good parts are gone. And um, I don't know. Big flies are the best. Yeah. I don't know. They're fun to tie. Yeah, I would agree. I like tying poppers, and I think poppers are my favorite hard, thing to tie. It's hard going from, like, tying big flies, though, and being like, oh, I got a trout trip coming up. Here's a zebra mage. Back but you'd be surprised that, like, tying that stuff, you, like, you can translate those skills oh, yeah. into, like, oh, yeah. 10 zebra midges that fit on a dime, you know? Yeah, and 
Vice versa. My hardest thing is just pulling too tight, though. Like, I'll be, like, tying, like, big bass mm-hmm. poppers. Just, like, really cinching just, it down. I'll go tie, tie your zebra midges like, with 140. Use less wraps, right? One wrap, you're good. Just, yeah. like, exactly. like, five wraps? All right, we're I, good. I remember when I started t- tying weird. and I was doing, like, you know, 70 denier for, for, uh, for a zebra midge. I'm like, what am I doing? I You're mean, like spinning, 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 like, but yeah, there's no point. It was. I though, still do it. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> maybe it's because you're too, yeah, you know, too lazy. You don't want to switch well, out, I, you I know, the the bobbin. Don't tie enough of them, anyways, to warrant the change. You know. Yeah. Per me personally, at least. So uh, I tied like 21 day, and I, I have, I've used like two of them. Like I'm like I never need another zebra. Mitt. So let's say one of our listeners. Um, is thinking about getting into fly tying. What advice would you get, give them to get started? Um, don't get a cheap advice. Go mid-grade at least if you're starting out. Um, mid-grade, what, like 100, 150? Yeah, I mean, I would say like that. I don't I mean, honestly, I haven't used that many vices. But like, What, do, what, what vice do you tie on? Well, like, what's your go-to? A uh, regal. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I got a regal with a... Big game, Jaws. Yeah, buddy. And uh, it's pretty tight. That's what I'm on. That's it. Yes, that's it's hard to tie yeah. game changers with, though, in so far. And especially the micro. Well, big game and micro. Yeah, yeah you, you're going to run into the same, <laughs> yeah. the same things you mean in Renzetti. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I feel like there's, like, $150 vices that, like, are just, like, good Yeah. at yeah. this point. Um, no, you could get a good a good vice that will last you forever for 150 bucks. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. like my Renzetti. Yeah, you have a Renzetti. Yeah. yeah. And it's great for the amount of, the amount of flies I tie. It is they great. They replace the jaws if they break. Yeah. I mean, it's just a good vice. Especially going from like the cheapo little just yeah. like cinch Th- one. Those you know. cheap ones, man, that just made me not even want to tie. And it's like, this is dumb. <sighs> and like get rid of it. But it's like I'm actually having this conversation with someone right now. Or not th- not at this but moment, but earlier was talking about advice. And uh, no, I would yeah. agree with that. I would, I would say, because like I taught a lot of fly tying classes at Orvis, and the vices that we use to teach the classes are like the cheapy ones because it's a huge investment to buy like $200 vices yeah. to teach 12 people. So we tie on the cheapies, but like they're not stable and they move around while you're tying and they don't hold the hook well. So the hook's sliding while you're tying and it's not making yeah. it an enjoyable experience yes. for the tire. Exactly. Because you're having to do so many other things than tie the fly. So I would 100% agree if someone's thinking about getting into fly tying, like a mid-level yeah. vice. Oh, whip finisher that spins. Not a stationary whip finisher, but one that you can f- spin it. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't know how to use those other ones. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, never learned that, but um, I feel like the spinning ones are easier. It's cool to learn the spinning ones for sure. I think. I think just, you know, your half itches are fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. But it is kind of cool to to be able to grab that that tool and spin it around, and it's like magic. You know, someone who's never seen it before, or even when you're doing it with your fingers. Uh, That's easier than those those stationary ones. (laughs) You know know what my my favorite – I'll show it to you guys. I have a micro whip finisher, and I spent – made by Tiemco, um, and I spent too much money on it. But it is my favorite tool. 
and even like on big stuff, unless I have to like, t- unless I'm whip finishing like behind a popper head and- or like far mm. back on the fly, if I'm wh- like, no matter if I'm whip finishing like at the eye of the hook, there's so much control and that tool is just clean. It works well and it's like small, so you can just be real precise with it. I love That's it. tight. Yeah. I haven't yeah, used I'll a show, different size one before. I'll show it to you guys after the show, but it's it's sweet. So, uh, tie on a good vice, good whip finishing tool. Anything else? As tempting as it is, maybe not get stuff from Hobby Lobby, like feathers. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I totally would agree. I did it. That. Foam, though? Oh, foam. foam. Yes, foam. foam. Gabe foam says no. Sheet foam, foam right? yes. I'd right. say no, only because I've seen different qualities amongst the sheet foams and that but again if you're new and starting out who cares yeah go buy that stuff i mean i've got stacks i'm just getting the i'm just getting the sticky side of foam and just sticking it to the hook (laughs) you're getting the sticky side (laughs) i get sprayed he just gave you the funniest look he's like he's like what are you doing dude i'm telling you zach ties the nastiest flies you've ever seen. I was, I've never used sticky side of foam. Okay, I will say that. that okay. <laughs> okay, you can't take it back now. Hey, you know what? Hey, you know what? Glitter hey, we'll foam, though. You can get glitter <laughs> hey, foam. Live your life. Dude, I've used glitter <laughs> foam. <laughs> glitter foam is the shit, man. But it's no, but so that's good. the thing I've seen was where, you know, I, I did buy a batch from Hobby Lobby and tying it and not that was not tying it that hard, and it was ripping. Huh. And even going out and fishing with it, it, it would rip after you know a couple of fish. N- again, not a huge deal. We're tying. That's the whole point of it. But I've always felt, at least with the foam world, like, yeah, spending that little extra, yeah, it's a dollar for uh, 8 by 11 sheet of foam um, at Hobby Lobby, and it's $2, almost $3 for half of, half of that. But you can – the to me, the quality is a little bit different. It's a little mm. bit when you when you pinch it, it's not as soft. Uh, you're not going to feel it as soft as the foam from Hobby Lobby or Michaels. Yeah, the foam is super soft. Yeah, the foam is super soft. Yeah. soft that's, but that's just. I mean, that's. It's not a huge deal. You're still going to catch fish with it. And and yeah, you're yeah catch And I still I still have a ton of of, of those packets of foam because I would buy. Walmart had a pack of like maybe twenty four. Multicolor, yeah. five bucks. Yeah, dude, that's and, and gym, that was man. fine. But even when you start getting like the beaver tail cutters, those, uh, and you start pushing them down, it's harder to cut the the uh, Hobby Lobby foam hmm. um, because it pushes down instead of you know giving you um, you know a little bit of of uh, resistance. It's like, it's like less dense. Yeah, it's less dense. Yeah, huh. yeah. yeah. So I mean, again. It's it's definitely more flexible. Yeah, you, and yeah. you can you can tell you pull that out of the out of the pack and you, you kind of push it. There, there's it's pushing back. You know? mm-hmm. um, but again, it's still gonna float. It's gonna be buy the expense. I'm, I'm gonna say buy the expensive vice. I'm not even gonna say oh, yeah. mid price. Mid price. And then buy the cheap foam. Yeah, learn. Save learn. your money on yeah. the foam. Yeah, learn. And then once. Hey man, double up on foam if you, if you think it's too thin. Yeah, I mean, oh. get gorilla glue and just yeah. put gorilla glue on. Yeah. Clear gorilla glue. Hey, yeah, sick top coat. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, you got that too. So we got some fly tying questions. Let me see it. So uh, Instagram asked, he was on this podcast uh, that just released today, why are your flies so sexy? <laughs> Did he say it like that? I thought it was yeah. like a longer sexy. Why are your flies so sexy? It's because they're so sparkly. Why are so sexy? That's why. Because they're sparkly? Yeah. You think so? Mm-hmm. You like you like to use a lot of flash? Is that what you mean by sparkly? I mean... The ripple clouses are all flash. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. That. Yeah, I guess. 
I guess that. Yeah. And I use that same flash in like literally every fly. So it's ripple ice fiber that makes it. Or nightmare musky flies wavelength flash. Mm-hmm. You can get a you can get a bag this big. You can get a one ounce bag for ten dollars. That's enough for like th- three people's lifetimes. And it's pretty tight. Nice. And it's the same thing as ripple Where do you fiber. get it from? Uh, Nightmare Musky Flies. Okay. And, uh, I mean, also some other colors from, like, your regular fly shops or online or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah, they're the same thing, just different names. So you loved Musky Flies so much you decided just to make smaller bass versions of oh, them? Oh, man, that dude, found, that dude found the source, and he's, he's doing <laughs> the Lord's work selling that <laughs> shit. That shit. Yeah. Uh, straight up. What uh, <coughs> Nick Fly Fishing asked, what inspires you to tie unique flies? Colors. <laughs> Colors. I don't know. Like, yeah, probably. I think that's you it. The, you definitely have some of the color, like most colorful and, flies. Yeah, I was at Living Waters, and it's like just seeing all the craft fur and the colors next to each other, I could like, the gears go in. Smoke coming out of my ears, you know, because they're going and I don't know. It's I guess it's just different seeing colors in real life versus the computer. Um, we're seeing the options and the sizes. But yeah, I mean, there's been tons of times where I've gone to Living Waters and just went for like I know I need three things, not a big deal. And then two hundred and fifty dollars later, yeah, you know, it's you got a trunk full of yeah, stuff. yeah, a trunk full of stuff. Only to find out when I got home, I already had like two or three of them. And you same forgot thing. what yeah. you really wanted. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I <laughs> meant to get this bead. I totally yeah. forgot because I got sidetracked all the hackle. Yeah. But I bought something that I already yeah. had. Home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the worst. It happens so yeah. many times. It is, and that's why oh, I'm glad I have everything now on the board, so I can s- visually see. Okay, I I know, I know what I have, and it's not stuck. Mine's just in the buckets. Well, <laughs> is that because you moved or? No, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> I just know where everything is. It's fine. You just, just dig. Do you, I, I don't know where everything is. Have the time, I'm like. Yeah, but you know what? I feel like it sparks some inspiration every time. I was like, start digging through. I'm like, this, oh, this. we're gonna use this, yeah, this and that. And then I'm like, all right, here we go. See what yeah, happens. I could do that, dude. I made a one eye monster one time. It's great. Caught a nice little bass off of it. It had like a dragon tail. It had some foam. It had one eye right in the middle of its forehead. I oh, mean, nice. Landon's fished a, a taco. Yeah, and codfish. Yeah, so. a Doritos Locos taco. A Dorito Locos taco. Yeah, yeah. and dude, those taco flies just yeah. look great though. Go check out the YouTube. That was actually very close. Remember when I pointed out when we went fishing this weekend? Oh, we stayed in an Airbnb there, and I fished there. That is where I caught all those fish on the taco. Uh, Chris, any other, like, hot tips for uh, for fly tires? Don't stop doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, there's always stuff to learn, new things to do, new colors. New colors. New colors Wait, to try out. So when you're trying to learn something new, where what resources do you use? Like Man. YouTube or forums? It's, or? it's been a minute since I tried something new, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, YouTube. Like, Gunnar Brammer. Yeah. Man, mm-hmm. dude's a genius. Um, yeah, especially with, like, his dubbing brushes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, some of the um, articulated stuff he's got, yeah. And Fly Fish Food, that's where I first, like, one of the first, like, fly fishing website and tutorials I ever found, like, back in the day. Yeah. And... Yeah, they're they're sick. Um, it's been a while since I've like tied any of their stuff, but I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> um, What's your favorite fly tying material? Is it the ripple ripple ice fiber? 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your face that's lit up. Yeah. Your face I lit mean, up. Yeah. I don't know, man. I saw it and I was like, wow, that's sick. And then it caught a whole bunch of fish and it's been it's it's been there for several best days of fishing of my life. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be my favorite. And uh everyone should use it in every fly. <laughs> they tie. <laughs> just tie fly. flies Pheasant only Pheasant out of that. Get, <laughs> yeah, don't even you don't even need to use anything else. Elker like, cat yeah. is just throwing yeah. on yeah. I mean, flash. Do you have a fly that you created? Do you have your own OG fly? Probably not. No. It's all just Mixing variants of other stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like you'll see like three flies and be like, what can I take from this, this, or this? And But I appreciate that yeah. you're saying variants. You know, there's a I lot mean, of guys that we've seen on Instagram that is like, yeah, I mean, you know that that's XYZ fly. That's a classic. Oh, I know what we need to talk about. <coughs> Gabe, you got called out on Instagram. Don't, Damn. don't, no, <laughs> yo, let's hear it. I have oh. no idea what you're no, talking Gabe, about. Gabe got called out. No, I did not get called it, out. Yes, you did. <sighs> Nothing. <There's> something. <laughs> we, we, I, I would be more comfortable about talking about this after, the after, pod, the, podcast. after well, the podcast. everyone yeah. already knows. No, not, no, no, no. It's on our page. I mean, people could find <laughs> it. There's a lot of stuff on the page. You, don't, they don't know. We we'll talk about this offline. You don't. You I don't think I know. I've been working. Yeah, on we'll talk about it afterward before I get in an upset. <laughs> 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 yeah, thanks, Landon. Appreciate it. I, did, I, I was having I a good kn- night. I totally forgot about it. You want to bring it up? I didn't know. Hey man, we're here, hey man, we're here yeah. for you. Oh man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it after. I didn't want to talk about it on the podcast. Well, hey, what was the handle? Is it my burner account? Was it your burner? <laughs> was it your burner account? No, yeah, the one, the one, the one that was. <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll talk. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it after. We'll talk about yeah. it after. I have now. I have something to work for in the secondary group. Um, yeah. So, all right, Chris. We'll end on this. What? Uh, what's your most memorable? Like, what's your most memorable fishing experience? I don't know, man. There's been a few. Um, most recent, I guess, was in January. I went back to like back home to the the woodlands and uh, met up with a friend who helped come up with ditch fishing. It started out as a joke, um, but yeah, I don't know. We I got down there. We the plan was to go fishing, but like a cold front blew in, and it was like thirty degrees and just like yeah, like thirty mile an hour winds, and only brought like two and three weights to fish these creeks and. Dude, we had the sickest day of fishing on earth. <laughs> it was like we didn't have anything else to do, so we just went fishing. And yeah, it's thirty degrees, howling winds. It was just like we had like a hundred fish day. <laughs> like in these creeks. <laughs> I got a I got a sunny tea to dry in January when it was thirty degrees. <laughs> Elk hair caddis. And uh Wendell. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't know. It was it was a good two days actually because we did it again, and yeah, we just fished in some creeks that I grew up alongside and never really fished, and we fished them. And I don't know, that's awesome. Tight. It was creeks I rode my bike over all all growing up, and we fished them instead of riding over them. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, what uh, you said you were fishing with a buddy that helped you go. So what's the idea behind ditch fishing flies? <laughs> Well, we, yeah, basically those creeks are just like ditches, like water treatment just drains into them. Yeah. And they're gross or like they have concrete bayous and they're gross. So, and they're just huge <laughs> ass ditches, you know, and that's all we were fishing. And 
I don't know. We just like made up like, yeah, ditch fishing, you know, and it was like a fake like magazine or zine, you know, and like we made like fake characters to like that were gonna like write articles <laughs> in this magazine. I don't know. It was, probably sounds really dumb. No, no, that's a, I would I, read, I don't know. dude. <laughs> I, I know. Read yeah. That. I feel like I've had that conversation, <laughs> not about fishing. But yeah, I don't know. Other things, it was just man, like was fake, great. and then I started fly tying, and it's like, hmm, ditch fishing. Yeah. Here we are. I don't know. What, and, what, uh, so <laughs> if people wanted to order some flies from you, what's the best way to do that? You have a website or anything? Nah. Um, DM on Instagram. Ditch fishing flies? Yeah, and payment up front. Yeah, you lay down the law, bro. But I also sometimes don't accept payments up front because I'm not ready to take them, <laughs> take yeah. on the order, like yeah. the three people that are waiting on flies right now. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's it, really. Payment up front. Have you been We're burned good. on that before? Yes. Yeah. So that's why payments up front. <laughs> Will you? Uh, what's the story behind that? Uh, dude wanted some flies, and I he was like, "Oh, send me some pictures," and I was like. Tied like a mess of flies and like sent him some pictures and just ignored. Ugh. And it's like, thanks, dude. I'll use them now. Yeah. I mean, I will use them now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but still, it's like, I'm yeah. wasting my time. I could have, t- I could have tied those on my own time. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You <laughs> made me tie time. flies. No, I didn't want to tie, yeah. and then kind you didn't of, want yeah. them. Pretty yeah, much. That totally I don't know. Agree, well, I would just say your flies are great. Thanks, man. Um. Definitely glad you joined yeah. us, man. Yeah, Thanks for coming. Thank yeah, and even all the other Thanks stuff. I mean, we talk invite. about fly fishing so much, and we are like a fly fishing and hunting and conservation podcast. But it is fun to talk about like the BMX and the punk rock and like music. That's and what kind of talk about some other things too. Well, we hadn't talked about it since Zach did his. Is it a band name or a fly name? Oh, Whoa. we haven't played that game in a while. Oh, Yo, dude, yeah, we have a we have a game, band or let's fly. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's here. I'll get a whole out on me this whole time. Dude. Come on, <laughs> we haven't done <laughs> right. this in weeks. Right. This is great. No, months. I don't have any. I don't have any new That's ones. I could I could come up with some of these too. Okay, so these aren't new. These are ones that me and Gabe have already heard. Zach. Okay. Yeah. Right. And there so were some heated, heated discussions on <laughs> some of these. All right, Chris. Game on. Uh, okay. Grease stain. Both. It's just a fly. Unless you know of a band okay. named Grease stain. I couldn't find one. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Uh, Natalie Portman's shaved head. Fly. Band. <laughs> hey, this one got us heated. Yeah, yeah. This was, yeah. He, dude, he's he's rattling him yeah. off like a confidence. We were yeah. like, oh, dude, yeah. what is it? It is a little bit of like doing your gut, you know, like because well, you, you think got about your it, sex you're, dungeons, you're drunk, no, yeah. right? Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah, pole dancers, all that. And we thought, we thought, like, it's the first ones he did. We were like, okay, this isn't bad. And then he started throwing these, and we're like, oh, f- f- no, dude, yeah, this, I like this, uh, rat of unusual size. Band. This is a band. <laughs> is a band, yeah. It's also playing on the Princess Bride, you know, mm-hmm. rats of a Should be a fly song. fucking... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Musky fly. Musky yeah. fly, yeah. Uh, rat face McDougal. Fly. This is a fly. Nice. <laughs> it's a fly. Uh, let's see. Ackroyd. Band. It's a fly. Interesting. Well, yeah. I'm what curious of what's yeah. likely a it was like probably a wet fly of some sort, like one of those, yeah, older. Like, oh, like a classic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. 
Montreal whore. <laughs> fly. It's a fly. It's a fly. It's a fly. Yeah. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. That one was my favorite. Fly. It's a band. I'm surprised you. They're like they're like a more popular band. I'm surprised you know that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dazzle Babe. Fly. I mean, they could go either way, like for real. Honestly, they could. They could. Uh, Surreal girl, fly, fly. Thank God, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it feels bad, doesn't it? Well, I mean, (laughs) sort of, but I mean, they could go either way. So it could, man. Both, man. I mean, the ones that aren't flies, flies. fair game to make a fly. Looks like that, right? Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. <laughs> now they pour yep. shaved head. Game on. We did. We talked about making. Yeah, and I still have. The, I still have the material. I need oh, we still need there. to get with Jeff Davis on the lot lizard. <laughs> Dude, you should. But you should tie up Na- a Natalie Portman shaved. It's got to be a deer hair. I was thinking like, like a, a shaved deer hair. No, because I had the golden bison and uh, ooh, shave it down. So a I bit. would. I would look at. I would always thought about it being an articulated fly pattern off the bat. And the front head would be, it would be, uh, you know, a brush of some sort with that bison uh, cut to make it look like a shaved front head. So I don't know. There's still time. I still have it. Cross-eyed chicken. You can make a fly yeah. for a cross-eyed yeah. chicken, right? Yeah, that's a band. You can, you can definitely yeah. go fly. Oh man, here we go. Yellow mustard. Yellow mustard. Fly. No, that was my. Middle school, remember when Rock Band, the game came out? That was our <laughs> middle school rock band name. Awesome. Yellow Mustard. <laughs> I don't know. It could be a fly. I doubt it, though. I mean. <laughs> Lawn smell. Fly? Fly with grass clippings. That's a band. What is it? Lawn smell. Mm. Yeah. But you could do, I could, you could see, like, you could turn that one into a fly. Definitely. Several different greens. Yeah. Right? A little brown tint. Like a grass carp fly. Yeah. All right, Chris. Dude, thanks for coming on. We're going to link Chris's uh, Instagram page in the description. Shoot him a message. And if he's time flies, then he might do an order for you. If not, he's not. But go check out his Instagram. (laughs) Check out his flies. And uh, thank you guys for listening. What are two other things real quick before we end? Number one. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. That'd be extremely helpful. I think Spotify is doing reviews now too. But if you guys listen, you like the show, we'd appreciate a review. That would be awesome and help us out. And in your review, tell us uh, if you had to make your own fly, what yeah. would you name it? We won't use it. Also, speaking of reviews, so we moved to a new podcast platform. You guys probably don't know about that that are listening, but want to tell the other guys that in this new platform, we can send our podcast to, you know, Apple, Spotify, Google, like all the regulars podcast platforms. But there's some also some like more niche ones. And there's one, I can't remember, it's like pod rating where we can submit it and they look at our stats and give us like interesting information. But we are in the top 5% of podcasts in the world. Nice. So... There's so many podcasts there. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Th- <laughs> There's a lot out there. Then. 
There are. I think, though, uh, one thing about us, I mean, we're doing a niche podcast, right? Fly fishing. So that is not in our favor. But we have had consistency. Like, what number is this? 107 or 108. Yeah. So we've been rolling for a while and have consistently put out an episode every week and have consistently grown since we started. So um, I think it's more, that's a more of a statistic for our consistency than maybe uh, maybe the amount of listeners. But if you guys go leave a review. We can thank our yeah. listeners, though. Thank, they, thanks man, for tuning in. Week to yeah. week. But if you guys go leave us a review on Apple or Spotify, that's extremely helpful and gets our podcast out there more. And then secondly, uh, we have a Discord. Link's in the bio as well. So if you want to chat with us, it's a fun time. Join our Discord. Thanks, nice. Chris. This was great, man. I appreciate you. Thanks for the pizza, too. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. Look in the description below to find links to our website, online store, YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Discord server, and blog. Please send your podcast questions and inquiries to info at honeyholeangling.com. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you again next week.